This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Well, we'll start things out here tonight uh, by going into the email box. Mark, you've got one to follow up on a story uh, that we did, uh, I guess it was yesterday? Uh, it, it seems like it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you for sure. Um, yeah, they, they all blend together for me. The story was, uh, I believe it was in Canada, a Canadian student was essentially, it has been arrested on what are probably terrorism-related charges for, well, allegedly having bomb-making materials. Not actually having bombs, but having some of the... Materials uh, chemicals and that one would make a bomb with. That and one could make a bomb He had with. a home chemistry set. He's a chemistry student. Right, in college. In college for chemistry. And for whatever reason, they decided to... Uh, well, essentially, somebody snitched on him, and then the cops came... Some busybody and, neighbor, yeah, right? Broke in, um, found out that he didn't have a meth lab, as was uh, accused, and then they couldn't look wrong. So they had to charge him with right. something. The fact is that the vast majority... Uh, excuse me. A good, a goodly amount of homes have bomb-making materials in them, if you knew that they were such a thing. Now, the reason they got tipped off was fertilizer, you know? I mean, who doesn't have this stuff? Oh, that's right. It was somebody that sold him the fertilizer that right. snitched him out. I just don't understand that. I, I, why would you snitch on your own client unless you absolutely... It's, it, because it's not their client. They're a, the little worker bee. They 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 aren't making money from this business. Uh, they, You're getting a paycheck. They're when getting I worked, a paycheck, but they I don't worked in retail. I felt like those people buying from my store. It wasn't my store. I didn't own the place, but I, I was an associate there, and I I understood that that was my paycheck. If people didn't want to come and shop there, then I wouldn't be able to work there. Well, and why now, don't people understand that? Now you understand the the the, the sort of the dispute, the misunderstanding between uh, what it takes to be an entrepreneur or a business owner and what it takes to be an employee. Uh, you know, business owners. I've heard uh, the the uh, the little analogy that it's it's not what employees make you but how little they lose you now that's a Yikes. pretty pretty crappy uh, assertion of what an employee's like and you it's know true though isn't it? it well it's it is and it isn't I mean, I mean there's I've employees had... like you and I who have out, been out and employed by these businesses and try very hard but often those employees move on and start their own businesses well they're hard to find too apparently I mean I, ever since Julia has been in management I, I hear lots of stories about the employees and just how difficult they can be to to deal with I mean she sometimes describes it as a babysitting job yeah yeah if you're not uh, dealing with their uh, the drug and alcohol habits you're dealing with their uh, family problems because yeah, that's what I got in business for so let's jump into the email all right so um, and I blame government schools for all of it by the way so breeze uh, says, I was listening to the chemistry student story, and it rang true to me. In fact, my own story is as bad or worse. I spent Uh-oh. five semesters in traditional college and then followed the Grateful Dead until Jerry died. After <laughs> several years of reintegration into society, I restarted school in the form of community college for organic chemistry. One of the requirements for getting my degree was I had to work for a while in a laboratory setting. So, off to find a job I went. Unfortunately, the Patriot Act had been passed. The first place I applied, I went into cold. Um, that is, I knew no one, and I didn't get hired. In mm-hmm. fact, they, guy, they got me to the interview, and then I was uh, interviewed by two guys that were not with the lab. They and the situation reminded me of so many interrogations in the men in black I had while following the dead. My second application, so he got interviewed by some people that weren't with the lab. Does that make any sense to you? It sounds like and he's speculating sort of that they're government agents. Hmm. 
My second application was to a place a friend of mine worked, and they also didn't hire me, and my friend told me, at the risk of being fired, it was because I had been labeled a terrorist and would not be allowed to work oh my gosh. around any potentially harmful chemicals. Or in wait, other wait, words, was this because he followed the Grateful Dead? Why was he labeled a terrorist? You're, you're asking a lot of questions. I mean, how does anybody end up on a terrorist watch list? True. I'm, there are all kinds of uh, people that have speculated as to why. There are, are people that have been denied uh, access to airplanes who have written critical articles of the government, or specifically the Bush presidency, and then all of a sudden they show up on a terrorist watch list. So it could be anything. Yeah. Um, no lab could or would employ me. Uh, this was the last straw. I'll never support a government um, that I am guilty of by act of living free. I haven't had a job since. Never support a government that I'm guilty of? I don't understand. That I am guilty by act, uh, guilty by act of living free. So he's by living yes, free, he's guilty of something. Right. So uh, I haven't had a job since. I won't work due to a third of um, to a half of my efforts will be used to oppress me. Just like the student, my life has been utterly destroyed by this administration and government and the new American fear. Well, I'm being stubbornly principled. So he hasn't had a job since. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I guess he's just living on the dole. Either that or he's selling LSD to the Grateful Dead fans. Could be. <laughs> Um, he says that he's uh, sorry for venting, but, you know, it's just kind of interesting that this guy who was going to go on to be, you know, work at a chemistry lab yeah. because they put him on a terrorist watch. How many stories like this are there out there? Obviously, we don't who have knows? we don't have the, the majority of uh, the I mean, people in America listening to the show. We never will. We don't even have a percentage. No. That Rush Limbaugh doesn't even have, you know, doesn't, doesn't even he's have 10 percent. A few million? 18 million. Really? Okay. Yeah, and that's, you know, those are the numbers he gets credited for. Yeah. I don't know. And if you look at 300 million, that's not very many. It's like 5% of the population. Right. So it's, you, when you look at these, you just wonder how many stories are like this. Plus, there's the, the, the person listening that uh, has been affected, you know, slightly less so, and they're never going to write in or whatever. It's just how many people has this government screwed up? And well, you can how, find, are they, how are they dealing with I, it? I think they are publicly. I guess there were some estimates. I don't know if they were from the government or from outside, but there have been some estimates thrown around as far as how many people are on the terrorist watch list. And it's a lot of damn people. It wasn't it like a hundred thousand? It's remember. over a million. The, over the a terrorist million? Watch, yeah, well, the, 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 yeah there's the no fly list? No, the, there's the no fly list. Which is much can't fly. shorter. It's like a tenth of that. Like 88,000 right. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's something like that. It's in the thousands. But the terror watch list is over a million at this point. Yeah. It's so, not like they're releasing the numbers, but based on the numbers they reported at one point, mm-hmm. I think the ACLU is one of the organizations that tracks it and says... If it's growing at a steady rate, then I think we're at like 1.2 or 1.3. There's a, count, a couple of counters on. Not to mention you can't see this list or see whether your name is on it. And, and Nor can you get it off if it, if it is on right, it. Right. If it is on it, you don't know what to do. Usually they just kind of hassle you at the airport a little bit. But here's another thing that happens. You can't work in a chemistry lab. Well, that uh, that's um, similar to something else we've read about in the past where people who are on this special... There's like a terrorist watch list, and there's also there's a do not transact list. And I don't know if it's one and the same, but there are businesses in America are supposed to check their client's name against this do not do business list. And apparently car dealers are known for checking this list. Apparently uh, there's some sort of regulation that says that all businesses in America have to check the list. Obviously, no, most people aren't doing that. Yeah, uh, it's but, not happening at Circle K. But that list does... 
it exists from what I understand. So how many how many lists are there <laughs> that we don't know about necessarily? I don't know. It's really <laughs> chilling. I don't know. And yeah. it's it's scary that, I mean, how Orwellian does it have to get in order for it to be Orwellian? Mm. I, you know, yeah, well, I mean, it's there, just because there isn't a big two-way TV screen in your living room and every other room in your home... Is that the only thing that makes it not like 1984? Because There's plenty of doublespeak out there, that's for sure. Absolutely. The, the Ministry of uh, the, the Department of Defense War doesn't defend peace. anything, hasn't yeah. defended anything ever. I think the Mexican-American War is probably the last time they ever fought a, a war in, in America. So the Department of Defense not defending anything, you know, going out and starting wars for you know, rich politicians, essentially. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, what, what else does it take? Well, I don't know if most Americans... I mean, I, I, I myself am somewhat familiar with 1984. I've not actually read the book or seen the movie. I'm familiar generally with the concepts. I don't imagine most of America even has a general familiarity with that. So well, well, They the don't term, even know what Orwellian means. The, the term Orwellian uh, you know, is, is in the, the, the language. So Well, it is required reading in a lot of government schools, surprisingly enough. It, it's in many high schools. It is required. I, I would agree. I, I'm certainly not disputing yeah. that. I just it, it seems odd that they uh, that they do that. And I, you know, is it? <laughs> I, I don't think it's any kind of any plan. It's just a piece of great literature. Um, so I don't know. Well, Orwell was actually a democratic socialist too. He wasn't really a pro liberty guy. He didn't really like the free market either. Toll free number here eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one to take your calls about whatever you want to discuss. And you can bring up anything. Coming up, the Fruitcake Cops will explain. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL, C-A-I. And we go right into your phone calls here. Chris is on the line in North Carolina. Hello, Chris. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I wanted to call in. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but the guy who called in a couple times now about uh, John Lennon being killed by Stephen King. It's uh, an interesting story, going, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been going over his website kind of thoroughly over the past couple days. Oh, good. And... Uh, you can look at the picture that he's using to compare from the newspaper photo of Mark Chapman uh, getting the autograph. He has uh, another picture of Stephen King beside it, and he claims that, you know, Stephen King was the actual person getting the autograph. Uh, the guy's facial features are clearly different. It's obviously not Stephen King. And furthermore, <laughs> if you look over his website, you'll see that he's charging $5, cash or check. If you'll mail it to him, you'll get his 23-page pamphlet 
on how Stephen King killed John Lennon. Well, you know, it costs money to print up a pamphlet. You've got to cover the cost of shipping. I got no problem with the guy making a little bit of money on his uh, silly stories. However, I've, I do have a problem with uh, people that believe the silly stories. Uh, you know, that's it's it's up Come to on, them. Come on, who believes this one? Does anybody believe this one? You'd have to he be does, nuts right? to believe this. <laughs> All of his evidence is a bunch of random clip-out headlines. And furthermore, he claims that... King actually confessed to the murder uh, four or five years before it even happened, and all of his major books <laughs> that he had written. Um, okay. I, I just think it's a little bit crazy. Oh, uh, it's a lot crazy. That guy's yeah. a nut job. But hey, I we'll put anybody to, uh, on the air on this show. <laughs> talk about one more thing that happened to me this morning. I had a run-in with the police down uh -oh. here. Uh, we, I have a friend who occasionally gives me a ride to work or up to the train station so I can get to work quicker. Hmm. And he's wow, people still take uh, trains. How about yeah, that? exactly. We got a train here in Charlotte, and it takes us to work quick. It's nice. But in any case, this guy is a recovering heroin addict, and he goes to a methadone clinic daily. Right, but a, so, but a heroin addict with a car, which is important. Exactly, very important. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we, he goes into the clinic, and he comes out, and we're leaving. And, of course, there's going to be cops hanging out in this part of town. It's not the best part of town. And, uh, you know, they want to see who's going in and out of the clinic and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, we're leaving and we're making a uh, right. And apparently he pulls over to the side of the road. My buddy does to drop me off. I'm getting out of the car and I hear the siren go off behind me. And I mm -hmm. turn around and I see a male and a female officer get out of their car and start walking up. And the first oh, thing that goes through my mind is, you know, what did we do? I have no idea what we did. So anyway, well, uh, in this I'm, neighborhood, you're driving while white, right? Exactly. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, I'm walking away from the car, and I look at the cop, and he's staring at me, and I say, do you need anything from me? And he says, no. So I continue to walk. I go about 10, 15 yards down. I turn around and watch, and you know, I pretend I'm talking on my cell phone just so I can make sure my buddy's fine. Sure. And uh, so they run his plates, and, you know, because he's a former doper, they can't bust him for dope, so they got to make sure, you know, that they can mess with him somehow. Mm-hmm. And a few minutes later, they come back with a ticket for running a stop sign, which I couldn't remember specifically if he had done it or not, and neither could he, but the guy is a very good driver. I couldn't imagine him running a stop sign right in front of a cop. And furthermore, uh, neither of us was wearing our seatbelts, but that was of absolutely no concern to these two officers. And I figure if they were looking out for our safety in a victimless crime, such as running a stop sign where nobody's injured, maybe they should be a little bit concerned about our safety and us wearing our seatbelt as well, because there was no fine for that. So hmm. I told my buddy to go ahead and get his 120 uh, penny rolls together and start writing his <laughs> license number out on them. Oh, no, you and, don't want uh, to do that in advance. <laughs> no, 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 you just want to go and take the, the pennies in and attempt to pay with them and then see what they say. Yeah, they may or may not uh, demand that you do more. Well, hopefully not. But uh, I just wanted to get you guys input on that, and I love your show. And, That's interesting. Uh, really maybe the cops, maybe the cops only uh, did the stop sign thing because they felt they wanted him to think that they were doing him a favor. Like, hey, we could have gotten you for the seatbelt thing, but we just wanted to do you a favor today and give you a break and only extract a X amount of dollars from you instead of X plus Y. It's not an unusual tactic for them, as they'll, uh, you know, they'll, they'll get you for speeding and then give you for a, a lower speeding bracket. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. But I'm getting you for the next uh, you know, bracket. Looking out for you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. But uh, you guys have a great night, and it's a great show, and I hope to be up in New Hampshire soon. Thanks, Chris. Good hearing from you. Thanks for the story. 800-259-9231. Speaking of the police...
In this particular case, I guess not the actual cops, but it is the government, and they're all pretty much the same gang. Shasta County in Redding, California. Uh, health officials there are cracking down on an 86-year-old disabled World War II veteran. Sweet. Do they think about this in advance before they do this stuff? But they just don't. They don't pay for it, Ian. There's no recompense uh, for what they do. That's true. Uh, you know what he's been doing? This um, 86-year-old disabled World War II veteran? 86 years old. Can't he, be doing much at 86, right? I mean, I, I guess some imagine. of them are pretty active. Some 86-year-olds Certainly. are pretty... I, I just can't imagine a, a, a selling firewood out of his front yard. Selling homemade fruitcakes for more than a decade. Now, if you can go retroactive on fines on that, that could really be some money for the government. Well, the, 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 fine, the uh, laws themselves probably haven't been around the whole time. Well, that hasn't stopped them necessarily in the past. Uh, The Department of Environmental Health cites an obscure law banning food businesses in private homes. Jack Melton of Redding gave his uh, Melton gave away many of his pecan-filled fruitcakes, but health officials saw a small handmade window sign offering some for sale. Ah. If he hadn't advertised his wares, they might never have caught on to his scheme. Well, you know, if you just gave the fruitcakes away to anybody who came to the door, some jerk would come to the door and say, give me all your fruitcakes. It says they're free. Give me a fruitcake. I want a fruitcake. You know, I mean, so you have to sell them so that the right people get them. Health specialist Fern Hastings said Melton must use a commercial bakery that has passed a health inspection, even if he's just giving away his cakes to the public. Even if he's just giving them away. That's nice. Right. Melton says the 10 to 14 dozen fruitcakes he sold each year help supplement his Social Security benefits, which I don't imagine is too big of money. How many did he money. sell per year? 10 to 14 dozen fruitcakes. At how much per piece? Uh, uh, doesn't say, actually. Okay. It can't be that much, though. Uh, the retired electrician says at his age, it's probably time to quit anyway. So he did some nice, you know, not everybody likes fruitcakes, but some people buy them. And so, you see, this is nice old man yeah. selling fruitcakes. This is the thing is he's doing the world a service by selling the fruitcakes. If I buy a fruitcake, uh, then what I've done is I've traded my $5 for something I wanted more than Sir, the $5. this is not a service he's putting the health of Shasta County residents in danger, Mark. Only he did Shasta- not use a commercial kitchen. Only the Shasta County residents that wanted to buy from him. I don't think any of them thought for even a moment that he had gone out into a right. commercial uh, kitchen and cooked his... Fr- uh, I mean, I want it made at his house. To me, that's more valuable. You know, it's just so ludicrous. The whole idea that somehow there's some danger to having somebody make something in their kitchen. Don't we all go over to friends' houses and have uh, and family houses and, and have meals and have other people that aren't us cooking for us? And aren't we all okay? Well, we I mean, it's cook in our so own houses for crazy. ourselves. It's just so nuts. Your thoughts at 800-259-90. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features are free on the site. Uh, Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their website. We give it away, including the bulletin board system, over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there, serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. According to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative. PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. Go over to PrivacyHarbor.com and get an, a uh, sign-up for a free account today. That's PrivacyHarbor.com. 800-259-9231, uh, SACL CAI toll-free line. So I just, just a few more thoughts on this. It's a very short story from the Associated Press about... The Shasta County man who is a World War II veteran, disabled World War II veteran, uh, who's been selling fruitcakes and giving them away, a lot of them, over the last decade. So he's been doing this for a decade, and nobody has gotten fruitcake sickness. Nobody has filed a complaint against him. It's just that the bureaucrats, code enforcers or zoning bureaucrats or whoever it is, because usually in a lot of of places, I'm sure out in California, this is the case, there are people that drive around that work for the city governments that are – it's their job to eyeball your property and figure out what's wrong so they can come after you and threaten you and extract obedience and money from you. That's what these people do. It's pretty, their job. Pretty accurate, and it's you know it's it's essentially a violation of the good neighbor policy. The next door neighbor of this guy clearly didn't have any problem with it, and if they nope. did, they wouldn't go over with uh, guns and threats to prevent this guy from selling fruitcakes. However, because well, the other bakeries in town realized that it would be uh, you know it would be behoove them to keep the the competition to a minimum if they can. So therefore, you have to pay all these dues, which is a private kitchen and the mm-hmm. proper the proper uh, fire venting system, which sometimes are twenty thousand dollars. You've and been inspected. The, uh, you know, just all these hoops you have to jump through to get into the business of selling a few damn fruitcakes, ten or twelve dozen a year or something. Right, ten and to fifteen he, dozen a year, I believe. He if said. he wanted to rent a professional kitchen to use to bake his fruitcakes, that would dramatically He's increase... He would have to drive there. He'd Do you to, really want right. this man on the road? <laughs> <laughs> he'd, he'd have to dramatically increase his overhead... I mean, he's already giving away most of these things, and he's, the ones that he sells, he sells to supplement his Social Security income, so clearly he doesn't have a lot of money to just go out and rent this place, so he can't probably afford to rent it and still sell them at the same prices he's been selling them at, or he could hire, I guess, another baker at the commercial bakery to do it, but then that's increasing his overhead, too, and so he's and just he not might not want it. to put that much effort into it. Right. I mean, it sounds like a hobby to him, not a yeah. real big revenue source. It's right. something he can do at home in his own kitchen. He makes and a kick- Fruitcake, or I, I assume. I mean, I I enjoy fruitcake. Most people They're not don't. Bad. <laughs> I've, I've had them before. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a fan. I, I wouldn't like buy to get one. the fruitcake at Christmas and eat that son of a bitch right in front of everybody. Really? So to show how much of a <laughs> badass you it's, are. It's essentially all yours, Mark. It's usually how if somebody's going to eat it, they usually have it all to themselves. Yeah. But I just think the stories like these are so tragic, and it actually harkens back. I mean, we got a promo that's been running for, I think, a few years on this show about it was a story out of New York where an, another old guy had been cutting old blind wood, black man, yeah. right? Had been cutting wood for years and uh, and selling it, and 
Oh, you don't have a permit to cut this wood and sell it. You need a business permit. You need to be inspected. You need to jump through some hoops, and we've got to make sure that everything is copacetic here. Uh, and, and so, so right. what you've done here is this guy says, "Well, it's probably time to quit anyway." Great. You've just put this guy out of business. He no longer can do his hobby anymore. Now he's one step closer to death as a result of this. And the marketplace is without his delicious fruitcakes. Right. I mean, you know, one of the things that he was living for in life was making these fruitcakes for people. To put a smile on somebody's face. Absolutely. It's one of the ways he can do that. Um, and, you know, I was I was talking about this good neighbor policy. I'd like to follow that a little farther. You know, these uh, these bakeries in town, probably not a single one of them would actually put this guy out of business you know they'd say none of them if given the choice would, would you put this man out of business who's giving away to, uh, 12 to 15 dozen uh, fruitcakes a year they'd say no that's not worth it but they've now released this weapon you know they've, they've released the kraken and the kraken doesn't care anything about anyone's emotions their life it is completely a thoughtless machine, yeah, an emotionless machine, and, it, and it, the government's going to go in there and it's going to jump on this. You know, maybe some politician will see an opportunity to uh, garner a few votes by hopping in here and taking maybe, his side. You mean taking the old man's this side? This is an outrage. We should only be attacking young people, or they're just <laughs> not gonna because none, none of the politicians will face any kind of loss of votes over not uh, stepping in. Only the one that steps in could possibly get a few more votes and if one of them's running for office you know then that they might very well do that so you know it's it's sad it's it is. sad to do this to our friends and family well, I'm not doing it. It's the people calling themselves the government. In this case, it's Shasta but County. It's not just the people calling themselves government. It's everybody that it's votes true. for these jackasses. It's all of us allowing it to happen. Right. All of us just sitting back and saying, I mean, oh, can you shame. imagine if if 50% of the, of the residents in Shasta County, everybody who went, that's a terrible idea. Picked, picked up, up their phone, uh, you know. Picked up their phone, scrawled out a sign, and showed up on these people's doorstep tomorrow, saying, yeah. "You're gonna stop. No, you're not coming out of here. You're gonna stay in your little hole because every time you get out, you hurt somebody. If you Who try you to get in this car, are? we're gonna slash your tires. I mean, it's, hell yeah, that'd be know, awesome. It, it, torches, pitchforks, the whole thing. They'd shut the doors. They wouldn't call the cops because there aren't enough of them." Uh, that's, that's yeah, what you're needs right. To it happen. is everybody else. It's all of our fault. I mean, you can certainly make the point that the government you have is the government. The government that we have is the government that we deserve because yeah, well, you'll allow it. Well, right, because the first time a regulation was put down that um, that controlled somebody's uh, behavior or controlled somebody's ability to make a living for themselves, and it was that first regulation where people just said, "Oh, well, it sounds reasonable." Okay. And they, they just went went along with whatever it was, and then they went along with the second one and the third one, and now they've gone along with a hundred thousand regulations. They're just there's no end to the to the rules, and it's it's in you know it's incalculable. It's, it's the seen and the unseen, right? Uh, the unseen, what we can't see is how many businesses, how many little home based businesses we could have. If it weren't for these regula- this regulatory climate, how many people have been have been interested in creating a product or a service on their own without having to go through? They didn't want to jump through any hoops. They just wanted to go and make some fruitcakes. Right. How many people have been in a similar situation, but then they decided to, because they've been trained to do this. They've been trained to check with the government first, right? Well, sure. If you want to go into business for yourself, you've got to go through the process. So let's call a lawyer. Let's call the state. Let's find out what the process is. Well, first, you need to 
it's like the commercial that we sometimes play on our, our internet stream. Well, fresh, you got to do this, and you got to do this, you got to jump through these hoops. And when you got, when you come in front of all of those requirements, as, a, as somebody who's a potential entrepreneur, somebody who has a uh, an entrepreneurial drive for whatever reason, you're you've been inspired to do something. That inspiration just fizzles right out as soon as those government bureaucrats start telling you what you have to do in order to be legal about your business. And once that drive is gone, once that inspiration is gone, they'll just throw in the towel and say, you know, the job's easy. I'll just go back to my job. Yeah, it's I'll nine just to go five, work for the man. I don't have to you know, think about this stuff. I don't have to deal with this paperwork. I don't have to deal with these hassles. I'll just go and do that. So how much are we missing out on? It's, it's impossible to calculate that. It's, we know what the regulations are. We know um, some of them. Uh, we know generally that the government has a tremendous amount of these regulations, but we can't figure out what we're losing as consumers, as people in the marketplace, what we could possibly be buying as products and services that never that never were created simply because somebody just threw in the towel and said, "Man, nah, yeah, not worth it." Yeah. It's really that's really sad to think. Right. And the products um, and services that were created would have driven down the price of other products and services. Absolutely. Because, you know, the first car that came out, uh, when you you look at it in real dollars, you know, the amount that it would have cost, cost significantly more than one cost now and had a heck of a lot less as far as features go. So and computers are a very good example because most people can see them come in their lifetimes. You know, in the early 80s, when my uncle had a, a PC or whatever the heck that IBM put out at that time, yeah. that thing cost a heck of a lot was more. Was it the than cartridges that you could put in the front of it? The PC Junior? I, no, it wasn't a PC Junior. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> this was before that, that machine. More coming up. You take control of the airwaves. Toll free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Your thoughts on the fruitcake guy or whatever you want. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So head on over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Buy used items even if you need to save a few bucks. I mean, already Amazon's got some great new item prices, but if you need to save a little more, go used. And we'll still get a percentage if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So uh, just, again, a few more comments here on this sad, sad story, but not an unusual story out of Redding, California, where a World War II veteran who's disabled and is 86 years old. There aren't too many uh, World War II veterans left alive. No. Uh, He has been ordered to stop making fruitcakes in his home. He's allowed to go and make fruitcakes as long as he uses a, a, a commercial bakery that has passed a health inspection. So, of course, he can't go and work for somebody else and make fruitcakes because he's too old. They won't allow him to Who's going to hire an 86-year-old no, man? No, I don't think that, I, I don't think – I think that there are laws against uh, people working at a certain um, – past a certain age. Well, I don't it know certainly about would affect that. I've seen, some old people, it? No, I've seen some old people greeting at Walmart. No, okay, I, maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can carry on as long as you want. I mean, maybe if you're like an ambulance driver or something, they might have regulations that say you have to yeah. be fit for the job. But Yeah, yeah. Could so, be wrong. So he's been stopped, and he has said, well, at uh, my age, it's probably time to quit anyway. And I just think that's also kind of a commentary. I mean, we've been talking about how it's just sad, and there's uh, you know a lot of uh, businesses that 
just can't be done because of the regulatory climate, but also because people are willing to obey the regulations. And that's what you were pointing out, Mark, that the reason why we're here with all these regulations today is because people put up with it. They, uh, they continue to be obedient to whatever nonsense these people calling themselves the city councils around the country decide to just uh, the words they write down on paper, the fact that people obey it. And it has been said in the past... I think by callers and maybe hosts on the show, that the so-called greatest generation of which this guy is a part is a very indoctrinated uh, generation of people. Yeah. They very much believe in government. They very much uh, – and I'm, I'm sure that's the case for a lot of uh, people in America – but they very much believe in government and the state and, well, what the government says goes and I must obey. And I think that's tragic because I think that if uh, this guy had a more independent spirit – He'd really have quite a strong leg to stand on if he would make a stand. I mean, you're 86. That's usually enough to get people on in your corner to begin with. I mean, we had uh, the 80 uh, octogenarian lady, Ajita Camargo, out in California, yeah. who uh, they were coming after her house because there had been an add-on done without governmental permission. And people stepped up to help her out because she stood her ground. So obviously I make a very general statement because she was a, a tough lady and this guy is a pushover. And he's the well, war veteran. So... I don't know about pushover. He just, He's a pushover. He's sick he, of it. And, well, you know, I, I understand, understand that. But, but you're 86 years old. You've got nothing better to do than make a stand on you're this. You're applying That's what your saying. values to him. I, and I, I'm saying it's sad that he doesn't have those same values. All he would have to do uh, to, in order to prevail in this would be to say, go to hell. I'm going to keep making my fruitcakes, and I'm going to keep selling my fruitcakes, and I'm going to keep giving them away. And what are you going to do about it? Are you going to come kick an 86-year-old disabled war veteran out of his house? Are you going to come arrest him and put him in a jail cell? I mean, anything the government does beyond saying they're beyond their little threat here, which is their initial thing. That's what they do with everybody. Whenever you're doing something they don't like, they threaten you first to see if you'll just obey. And they threatened him, and he obeyed. End of the story. That's why this is only a, a very small story. It's just a tiny little Associated Press little byline story. If he had said... Go to hell. I'm going to continue making my fruitcakes. This would be a feature story. This would be a, a major story. I mean, pr presuming the government continued to, uh, to prosecute him and not I, back I down you're immediately. Right. I suspect he would, they would give up. So I just think it's, a, it's yet another sad commentary on something that could he could have stood his ground. He could have won this, but he didn't because... Uh, for whatever reason, he he didn't feel like doing it, or he just feels obedient because that's what he's been trained to do. This is what you fought for, man, in World War II? Is yeah, this, this what is, you fought for? I, I have to agree with that. You know, I mean, I, I, can, I can see not wanting to, to go through the trouble of fighting them. I totally feel the same way so often. It's like, whatever, whatever you want, it's just easier than fighting. But at the same time, I, I you know I see your side where you know if you don't fight them on fruitcake, then there it's gonna be you know Jews in the gas chamber. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We talk to you about what you want, Brandon in Texas on the amp line. Hello, Brandon. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I just wanted to talk about uh, childhood, and um, you know Mark was saying childhood is just like slavery here in uh, the good old U.S. He was drawing and, some parallels um, last night. I wouldn't think I wouldn't say that even uh, worldwide that it's much different. But uh, you know the, the the laws that I studied in civics class tell me that childhood and slavery are very very similar. Well, I would I would have to agree, but I would say that I have a reason because of this. Uh, um, basically, 
childhood is like slavery to you in a, whenever you break it down like that because slavery is a is a concept that's pretty much um, been grown out of the same thing as government has grown out of, and government is an extension of the family concept. I'm confused. Can you clarify that? Well, basically, no. Um, well, you know how like the uh, the motherly instinct of nanny government. Well, that is your uh, the mother. That's that's what it was. What what an original government was was just your kin group and the people that were around you, and then it was the people that you traded with that you had to sell settle disputes with, and then that extended and. Everything grew from the family point out, so everything from the family point or from the government down was uh, created. I can see where you're coming from, that the family unit was probably the first form of government, tribal unit, tribal unit, uh, which was mostly family members of some sort or another, first form of government. I, you know, I'm, I wa- I'm watching on uh, DVD, I get, you know, Netflix, I'm watching this series called Rome from HBO, and in it they uh, referred, you know, this is, this is when Caesar, uh, the, the first or second episode, Caesar crosses the, uh, the Rubicon, and um, so it's, you know, that time frame when the, Repu- the fall of the Republic and the rise of uh, the, what, the emperors, the Caesars in, in Rome. And they, the, the, you know, the, the fat town crier, which is essentially my job, um, <laughs> except I'm not fat. Um, the, the guy says, our great father refers to Caesar as their great father. Hmm. And so often you'll hear the government uh, you know, p- paralleled to the family unit. Well, people, they're called leaders. Typically, they typically no, are no, 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 no. I'm not leaders. talking about the politicians. I'm saying that the, the government is sort of, you know, compared to my father. Right. The state, often the fatherland or the mother. Motherland, the state itself is referred and to, and people as, will hmm. use uh, analogies and stories. They'll say, "Well, it's okay because you know, in a family unit, the parents would discipline the children, so it's okay for the state to discipline us." Like that kind of thing, as though the people in the in the state care about you at all, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, lovingly punish you. They don't do any of that. Um, it, you know, they're 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 on cruise control. They're they're little zombies for this machine that makes money without producing anything. Well, I I have to agree with all of that as well. Um, I wanted to make a, a kind of an extension of that point. Religion works in the exact same way and has sort of the same parallels, you know, our God, the Father, and that thing. Well, I I don't I, I guess I mean I, I, people as far as I'm concerned people can say whatever they want as far as their religions go and then tell themselves whatever stories they want and that's yeah. I'm I'm cool with it. <laughs> um, well, I, you know, my, mine's just a silly story too. <laughs> well, basically, just the point that I'm trying to make is that there are several several different. Um, uh, aspects that you could call government there's of course self-government and then there's you know the the state the government that calls themselves the government and then there's religion and we have all these different um different push and pulls of of our different governments that involve in our lives and i i just don't see um I don't know. I, I, it's so, not really a, a point that there really would you, is a, Would you then uh, add on to the statement, no gods, no kings? Would you then add on no families? Oh, well, I'm not saying no anything. I'm not advocating a position against families, but I'm just saying that the uh, the opposite has been used and probably could be used just for for anything. Whenever Whenever somebody doesn't submit 
to their primary government, which is their their internal government. They have to be respond or they have to be held responsible to another one, like the family. And then if that doesn't work, they have their city. And if that doesn't work, they have their state, and you know, so on. It's just extensions of government is what, the way that I look at it. Thanks for the observations tonight, Brandon. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, the difference being that with religion, you choose your family. You didn't get to choose them, but you still get to choose whether or not you associate with them. But the government, yeah, you can choose which one you want to abuse you, but there's always going to be somebody calling themselves government claiming to control your life. Hour 2 is coming up. You can take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us and Free Talk Live. Dot com as we go right into your phone calls. Coming up, uh, we'll give you the latest on Cop Busters, uh, something that kind of broke here on Free Talk Live a few weeks back. Uh, we'll give you what the, the, the latest on the story is. Uh, but first, your call. So we go to the phones and to the fun. Joe in New Jersey, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Joe. Hello, hey, guys. Joe. How you doing? Hey, doing great. What's on your mind? Well, I was calling because I saw on um, Free Minds TV the other day with um, Nick, he was... Uh, showing um, Will Buchanan crossing into the state of New Hampshire. Yes, uh, good footage and, they caught of that. And you can see it over at freemindstv.com. Yeah, well, what what really uh, got my interest about that is... Are you talking into your phone? It's a little muffled. In fact, a lot. Yeah, uh, is this better? Much better. Go ahead. Okay. Because um, I, I went to school in uh, your, your area. I went to Franklin Pierce College. I graduated in 2001. Mm-hmm. And... At my commencement ceremony, Doris Hadcock, Granny D, who walked for uh, campaign finance reform. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she got a lot of press coverage. Oh, it was all over the place. She was like, she was like the biggest name, like uh, in all the media. The media loved her. She still um, gets all kinds of coverage. She still gets a certain amount of coverage. Who uh, is this? Her name's Granny D. Never heard of her. Okay, well, I, she's I, an I, older no woman. She's a progressive democrat from new hampshire and she walked across when was the, the last country? time you read the keen sentinel he said it was nationwide coverage i understand i'm not saying she's getting nationwide coverage now i see she still gets coverage around here oh okay you know she's she's a bit of a celebrity i'm just saying i didn't hear of her back when she did the thing so obviously it wasn't that big go ahead with your thoughts well well yeah any, anyway she, <laughs> she was just like everywhere and now we've seen what a disaster uh campaign finance reform was and she's still a hero in many in the minds of many people, but um, people like Will Buchanan, who's actually walking for a, a noble cause, 
is like getting zero attention except from like free minds TV. Well, that's yeah, not true. The thought, no, the, the the thought had crossed my mind. Uh, Granny did get coverage on the the state ABC affiliate here. I mean, it was everywhere. It was in papers, at well, least locally. It was a it was a huge story, and part of that was that she was an old woman. She didn't, that's, I don't really that's think, a good point. Yeah, there, I don't there, think she really walked as much as Will, though. There is that aspect as well, and uh, w- w- one of the things is like. Even down here in New Jersey, I remember because I was up there as well, and I was down here. But I remember seeing on the national coverage, uh, seeing on the national coverage down here as well. So, um, well, I'd like to point out that I mean, not to come to the defense of uh, mainstream media organizations, but when Will was walking across the country, we're talking about the Walk for Liberty. You can go to walkforliberty.com to see Will and his videos, and he's actually still in the midst of it. He still has, I think, about 20 or 30 miles to go before he hits the uh, the New Hampshire border. Maybe it's less than that, actually, because the last one I watched was from a couple days ago. Uh, so you can see his videos, and he's going to hit the seacoast of New Hampshire, uh, the Atlantic Ocean, on, I, I believe, tomorrow, sometime tomorrow. So it's not quite over yet, but he's walked all the way from Oregon, and it's been his move. Uh, he's a part of the Free State Project, this movement of uh, as many liberty activists as possible, all moving to the same place, which is New Hampshire. And he uh, moved from Hawaii, and he started his walk in Oregon uh, eight months ago. And it's been a 200-plus day, just amazing journey. Um, but as he was walking, and I've watched every single video, so I'm pretty up-to-date with what's going on with the Walk for Liberty. As he was walking, he would contact local media organizations that were on his route to let them know, hey, here's what I'm doing. I'm doing this Walk for Liberty. I'm coming through your area. You know, figured I'd throw this out as a possible story option. And I don't know if they were BSing him, but some of the organizations told him, we get people walking through here all the time. So it wasn't like a big deal to them. Like, oh, somebody else walking across the country. Apparently, I mean, they claimed it's he's it, they claimed it was not that unusual. Seems unusual oh, really? to me, but that's what they claimed. I don't know if they were telling uh, the truth. So, and then you factor in the old lady factor, and the and fact that she's from this state is another part of it. The the fact that she was a New Hampshire native and she did it to draw attention to a particular. But wait, weren't cause. you saying that? Hold on, uh, were, Joe, weren't you saying that this uh, the old lady got national coverage, not just New Hampshire coverage? Oh, yeah, she definitely got national coverage. Right, so you were complaining that Will Buchanan wasn't getting national coverage, not necessarily, because he did get a lot of newspapers along his route. He did get a number of television stations along his route as well. So, I mean, Will Buchanan single-handedly generated more press coverage than the Free State Project as an organization has ever generated for itself uh, I think okay. Will Buchanan knocked it out of the park as far as the amount of coverage he got. I think he, he did. He, I mean, he was obviously didn't have the advantage of being connected to people who probably had connections to the media. If you're walking, she, did she have a whole organization well, behind she, her? She was walk, walking to draw attention to campaign finance reform, and she, I think, since at some point she's held office or run for office as a Democrat. So she's obviously connected with. Congress people, people like yeah. that, people in the Democratic Party who can pull some strings and get you on CNN for maybe 30 seconds or a minute spot. And that's something that obviously Will Buchanan didn't have. I mean, he wasn't connected with yeah. any political party and there wasn't a single issue where you had, you know, a particular special interest group wanting to foot the bill and try to draw attention to this. So, but as far as the fact that he did it himself, he did an amazing job. I, I think mean, so. the amount of coverage yeah. that he generated. Right. I don't, I, I agree that Will did a, a great job getting some local coverage and I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what it resulted in. Who knows? You, you can never can. You get the coverage you can get. Resulted and, in a lot of people reading it. I mean, as he was walking, did you watch the videos, Mark? I mean, as he's walking how, down. How many are you talking about? Uh, the videos. I, I, Every I one of them? It. I just saw. I just first saw it the other day. I didn't really see too many of the videos. 
He would well, talk about, I mean, he would have a, an article come out in some little town newspaper, and as he's walking down the road, people are honking and waving because they recognized him from the article. Well, people I, would stop. I, I, thought, I thought Nick just had a good point where he said that he had no real specific issue he was walking for. Maybe if uh, he was walking for uh, the Read the Bills Act or something like that. Yeah, well, if he was walking, if my angle on that was more if he was walking for a cause where you had a a lot of big money behind a particular cause, whether whether it was for you know gun rights or against gun rights. If you're doing something like that, you have organizations with a lot of money and staff who have nothing better to do than spend that well, money and, and take that staff time it, yeah. to promote I, I would also um, venture to say that probably Granny D is the only person that you had uh, heard of previously that walked across the nation or whatever, walked across anything. And But, you know, she got some coverage. It's still an anomaly. Some people will get coverage for climbing, uh, uh, the, you know, uh, the Himalayas or something like that. Yeah. But they only get coverage if there's something really special about that person. First, paraplegic yeah. mounts K2. And you know, you know, they may they may get coverage from their local hometown. Now, if you're from Deansboro, New York, you can believe that the local Deansborian, or sure. whatever that is, because it comes out once a week or once every other week, is definitely going to put a story out about you that says Deansborian mounts yeah. K2. But it's it, it's not really you know you're 25, <laughs> big deal. You <laughs> you made it up uh, K2. So many people do, and I think that it's to some extent that people do cross the United States a lot. I think Will, Buc- I think Will Buchanan was getting so much coverage that it kind of just got old for him to some extent. In that, and my observation here is that in the beginning when he first got TV spots, he'd make an effort to record the, uh, the, 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 the package that the news people would put yeah. together and put on the TV, even if he had to actually cam it from the TV, like hold his video camera in front of the TV and record it that way, and he'd put that online. And then after a while, all you'd end up seeing is when the camera person would come out and set up. So Will would be shooting as he was walking, and he'd say, hey, here's so-and-so from the ABC affiliate in Missoula. And, you know, he'd shoot them setting up their camera, and that'd be the only thing you'd see. Wouldn't put any effort into actually putting the package on, because, you know, they're all probably very similar, and Will's walking for liberty, and they'd give the basic details of the story, and it'd be very positive. And, and so, yeah, I, th- I, can't, I think you just got, oh, look, I'm getting so much coverage, it's too much effort to put all of this on my channel. I'm not going to go through all the, the trouble uh, to try to find all the coverage and, and put it up. He used to read a lot of the, uh, the newspaper articles that he got in the very yeah. beginning. That didn't happen uh, later on in the, in the Walk for Liberty, so I think he really if, did a great job, considering it was him and his wife doing if he the wanted, promotions. If you wanted national coverage, I mean, you know, if you want national coverage for this. Build a vehicle that will uh, take you across America, powered by your own waste. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Joe, any final thoughts? Uh, no, that's all. Thanks for the cool, call. Man. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Could it have been better? Sure. Of course it could have. Well, somebody else can do it better now. Well, I guess. Uh, let them. Wouldn't hurt. Get or, some more coverage for the Free State Project. Or, I think everybody wants or that. Or think something different up, and maybe that'll get more. You don't coverage. think a vehicle powered by your own waste? Different enough for you? 1-800-259-9231. You take control. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for things like archives. Ours go back an entire year totally free right there on the front page of the website. Click and download. It's that simple. 
free at freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over spring break. This March, join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation is free. IHS provides housing and meals during the conference, and you can apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz, March 7th through the 12th, or Emory University, March 14th through the 19th. Visit LibertarianSeminars.com for more information on those and the upcoming summer seminars as well. Yep. All at LibertarianSeminars.com. Great opportunity for those of you who are of college age. I believe you actually have to be in college uh, in order to do Thereabouts. this. Or, or you just be, graduated, yeah, perhaps. Um, early undergraduate, graduate student, uh, just graduated. You, um, they can all do it. But, you know, it's it's, it's kind of nice if you... Don't happen to be able to make the spring break one. There's the summer seminars, too. Perfect. Or All make right. both. We continue. Jan is on the line in L.A. Jan, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Hey, hey. Uh, can you hear me? You are here. I can. What's on your mind? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, um, my name's Jan. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 10 minutes away from turning 20. Uh, I have my own office in, in downtown L.A. Really? That's where I'm calling from. Great. Um, nice. I've listened to you guys for uh, the past couple of years, but this is the first time I've called in. Hmm. And um, sorry that the first time I've called in is kind of a, a crackpot-like topic. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> we, we love uh, crap, crackpot topics. Go ahead. Okay. But so pretty much, you know, this has, has been on my mind ever since, like, my junior year in high school. Um, and it, it's it's around a time where everything kind of didn't make sense, or I'm trying to make sense of of you know uh, the world. Um, so pretty much, um, the the best way of putting it is that you know how we can predict the the weather in two weeks from now, um, based on on collecting data, and the more data we collect, the more accurate that is. So my theory is that, and this is assuming that the concept of true randomness does not exist. So my theory is that if we have Every single piece of data in the world, we can predict what happens in two weeks from now, two years from now, two millenniums from now. Um, so I just want to, to you know, get get your your thoughts on, on this on this concept. I don't know. Um, like, I, I I think it's interesting the idea that uh, there is uh, no such thing as randomness, but that it's at the same time it seems sort of uh, abstract since you'll never be able to predict everything. Like the you can't idea collect that data. Is what hurricanes uh, started by butterflies' wings, which is a you know a little phrase that uh, I don't know chaos came, theory came out of chaos, chaos theory? theory because. In the same way that I have choices, butterflies have choices. Now, granted, butterflies have fewer choices than I do. But well, well, here's the thing with the choice, though. I think choice and free will is um, in it's relative to to the the, the beholder, the individual. Um, Meaning that if you take a a a, a cat scan of a guy that chooses cho- the same guy that chooses choice A as opposed to him choosing choice B, it's a totally it's a different mapping in, in the brain. So it's kind of like you know, for every choice, if there's a physical response, you know, trigger to that. And so my thought is that via every single, you know, um, uh, map, mapping of every individual in the world and every single other piece of data, um, like, like nature, then we can predict what happens in the next, you know, five hours from now. How would you be able to gather the – first off, we're a long way away from the, the data that you're talking about. You'd have so to have everybody jacked in like the it, matrix. You'd it have shows have... up as randomness um, because we don't have the information, so it, it like you know shows up on our radar screen as randomness. And you may be right. I don't – I'm not going to refute that, but how would you get all of the data from all of the, the, the critters? It's my understanding that there are a billion insects for every one human, and it's <laughs> well, my understanding there are seven billion of them. That we have is probably point zero zero, and then it's probably a bajillion zeros, point one percent of that of that data. But the the thing is, I was watching the, when I came up with this, I was watching the Notre Dame crap, and I, I'm, I, I mean, I'm not 100. <laughs> 
you know, percent bought into that. But it seemed like he, that he, he was able to predict some of, some of the events, you know. Nah, uh, you know what they're doing there is the, if they're if you're looking at something that is claiming Nostradamus was correct about something, it's basically they he threw a whole bunch of general statements up against a wall, and then somebody years later said, ah, that sort of fits this thing that actually happened. You know, the the things that Nostradamus said were in no way specific. Just like just uh, on YouTube, uh, t- type in Nostradamus and Penn and Teller, and you'll find a, a great uh, you know show on that, and it completely refutes it. It's really awesome. However, there have been well, some well, really I mean, like, fun, interesting not... stories about Nostradamus on the television. Well, I mean, I'm not buying into into sure. the idea, but it's just that that's how my thought kind of, uh, of this kind yeah. of kind of popped up because what, what I thought was, hey, maybe it, he this guy had extra, you know, whatever, you know, uh, ability to 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 just uh, I don't know. This, what if he did? This, right, you know, the, like what what if he did? And that's just you just kind of went off with the thought process. Well, it's an interesting theory where you're coming from, but I think that. I mean, you're suggesting I, you got an, I, you sent us an email earlier, so I kind of prepped on this call. But uh, you were suggesting that you believed in predestination. Well, and predestination. Um, sort of. It would. This. This would absolutely. If you can predict, if things are not random, and you can predict them, everything is predestined because then you'll be able to predict everything because you but have you all the information. You can't predict everything because each individual can make choices for themselves, and to suggest well, otherwise. Are, are based upon upon your past experiences and also your emotions and your hormone levels and, and all that stuff. But uh, uh, but 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 the um, but your past experiences they're already uh, physically mapped into your your brain. But um, choices can be based on ho- choices can be based on those things, instinct and stuff like that. But it can also be based on logic. So you could have a choice based on logic or a choice based on emotion, uh, and they could be completely different choices. And so one could override the other at any given time. And there's no real way to I think ascertain uh, which one will be chosen. What I think well, well, is, hang on a second. What, what I think um, kind of discredits the idea that you're ever going to be able to predict things too far into the future. I mean, you'll always be able to come up with a probability of something, and the more data you have, the better. But, and I'm no physicist, but as I understand it, on just a mechanical level of how the universe works and how just matter works is that when you get down to something like a quantum level, there's uncertainty yeah. there. So the the fact uncertainty is until that, it's observed. No, well, it's, God it's, it's God does roll dice. Um, is I, the idea I didn't, didn't really buy into the idea, but other scientists did. So that's why I kind of why, why I kind of said that if randomness exists, then my my whole idea is thrown out the window. But right. if randomness. So, it's, um, have you? Stu- I mean, it seems like the most basic thing to ask here is: if, Have you studied dice? I mean, is, can can one predict with enough information how dice are going to fall? You know, I've actually been to to a a, a science thingy where where um, it's it's it, it's. I think it was like it was a really weird object, but they blew. They had little uh, air things that blew on the sides, and and was to calc- It was like in an encapsulated environment, and and when the air was just right, it always landed on the same side. Yeah, you might be able to mark. I mean, if you were able to predict. Uh, if you were able to know exactly what sort of pressure of air was working on the dice and the angle of the trajectory and how fast it was going. I mean, the, the 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 precision will have to be astronomical. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Let's and it. so that's, that's what I'm saying is that it's uh, – the theory is rather abstract at this yeah. point um, because simply we can't even quantify you – know, we, we don't even know what data to look for at this point. And I'd like to, to make the point that when they predict the weather two weeks out, they don't know what the they're, hell they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they're way off. I, I mean, yeah. the, 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 every day gets farther and farther. And I'm not saying that they won't get better at it because I remember when I was a kid, uh, hurricanes is all you had to do 
is expect to, you know go where they predicted the hurricane to be and you'd be safe. Interesting observation. Now it's though, not that way. And an interesting conversation. And Jan, I thank you for uh, it was thank a good you. first call. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. I guess if uh, if there is some sort of supreme force or being or something like that, then that supreme thing could possibly process all that data. More we can't though. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And, by the way, some of those features include the wiki. Over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. WIKI.freetalklive.com. If you want to easily update the look of the old, those old cabinets or that old set of drawers, InnerNobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. You can save 10% on your order by using code FTL at InnerNobs. I N T E R K N O B S dot com. You can see their banner at FreeTalkLive.com. It's friendly service and wholesale prices at for knobs and pulls at InnerNobs.com. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Uh, guys, any more comments on the uh, the whole predestination idea? I don't really have any. I know that personally. I think that free will enters into it quite a bit, and I just don't think anything can be predicted with any kind of certainty once you get past a certain point. Uh, even if you could, I, there's just so much data. It would have to be something worth predicting. Yeah, I think make that, it worth uh, it. I, I think that these kind of exercises are excellent for your brain. Oh, I agree. I think it's fun to think about this stuff. Uh, I'm, I think I'm with Nick. I mean, you could make a prediction as to what's likely to occur based on certain data, but to take away the individual's right to ch- – or not right, but the uh, the idea that we all make choices for ourselves, to just to just write that off and say that, well, you're not actually making the choice. It's some sort of external factor. Uh, you know, you're you're going to make this choice because of this external data – yeah, it might be likely, but it's not guaranteed, I don't think. Yeah, well, of course, where it kind of gets to be a def- self-defeating argument is the fact that somebody who pr- is a proponent of predestination would say that, well, Ian, you're just bound to think that because that's how it was always going to be. So you were always <laughs> going to believe that you had free will. That's a cop-out. And yeah. one, I mean, there's no way you can really prove it or disprove it. So at some point, it's kind of like debating the existence of God. It gets old after a while. Yeah. It makes for a few good, you know, you can have a few good rounds of that conversation, but after that, you're just kind of rehashing. Right, it's like this evolution argument. debate right. that's been going and on. And the for idea a week. that um, here, one thing that I don't like show. about it, uh, the, you know, uh, the idea of predestination is that it takes away the accountability that a person has. It, hey, not, it wasn't me. I was just going to do. Not that anyway. only do I have to make choices in my life, but I'm responsible for the choices that I make. Yeah. And so, if you have this sort of idea of predestination, it takes away one's responsibility, at least to some extent. One can claim otherwise. I suppose the predestinationists have some argument for this but i i like the the idea of free will is empowering to me yes. the idea of predestination is not right, but then you're you're some sort of pawn some sort of pawn being controlled by like what? a cog in the machine kind of it's just yeah. whatever happens is was bound to happen and they don't really i mean i've heard people say that they believe in fate but then when their kids get a bad grade on their report card 
suddenly they don't believe in fate. They anymore. beat them, but ah, right, yes. right. Because if you if you actually believe in fate, then you really shouldn't be upset with somebody when they screw up because they it was were always bound meant to, to happen. Screw yeah. up. The so. fact is, predestination is socialist. So it's it's top down, hmm. uh, you know, order imposed by one would one could guess an outside force. I know that uh, Jan had said. That he was a predestination atheist. Yeah, he said he was. He didn't say it on the call, but in his emails, he said he was an atheist. He did, and I think it's it's interesting. But even so, then the order of the universe itself, this predestined order, is God because it decides what everything that ever is going to happen, and it's been imprinted be sort of since the beginning of time. It's been imprinted because th- this randomness. Right. If you had this ability to predict this randomness, it would have you. You could have mapped the story all this was stuff written. out. The story was written Absolutely. at the very beginning. At, whenever you know, that with was. The very first bang the story has been written and and the, the i mean you know to me it's very disempowering and i have yeah. you know I, I know that i can't uh you know look at it f- i i, I even if it was true i wouldn't be able to study information and find anything out so therefore why believe it's true when it's disempowering great points uh, i am a super genius you are a I keep super telling genius. you that so, I don't know about super genius. I think you might just pump him up. As regular genius. Go ahead, give him Mark the inflation. A edge, super <laughs> genius. So I mean, that's one of the reasons why I transitioned from being uh, an atheist to a pantheist because I found it more empowering, more personally empowering. I mean, the idea that uh, that that we're here specifically uh, to create essentially our own reality as part of the uh, as part of the universe. It's ever expanding and being out on uh, out on the leading edge of that. That's much a more exciting idea of, of being able to to make choices for yourself and then uh, do do the the work that it takes to get to where you want to be and see all of the things that you want to see realized for yourself. I mean, that's what I've seen in my life. It's uh, there's a lot of evidence for it. I mean, we've certainly talked with Sam on this show, and I'm sure we will again. Uh, Obscure Truth Network, Sam, about the law of attraction and that, you know, the idea that like attracts like and that you can essentially create your own reality to some extent uh, by essentially envisioning it. I found that a much more powerful uh, perspective than just simply saying I believe in myself, which is kind of like my old atheist thing. I don't believe in God. I believe in myself. Well, now I believe that I'm a bigger part of everything than I used to believe as an atheist. And it's a much more empowering feeling for me. It's all about me, you know. Right. Whatever works, whatever's working the best, because. You know, for me, I I've looked at the uh, the sort of skeptic, uh, and I believe that's you know what they call themselves, um, skeptic societies out there, and I I find the very well, negative. If you make an, yeah, that's how I find that's how I find it. Now, you know, obviously, the argument there is that skeptics are not cynics, but they're close, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's how I see it. I, 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 I do have to say, quite often though, they do turn out to be right. I mean, usually I'm if not, you're ju- judging true. things objectively rather than how you'd like, to I see would them concur. Come out. I would absolutely concur. But I also think that your attitude uh, creates things in your life. And if your attitude is um, negative and show me, I don't mm-hmm. believe until you show me. It's it's not to me. That's not the attitude that built the Empire State Building. I'm going to build the tallest building in the world. Oh, no, you can't that do that. Exist. You can't do that. That's how I see it. Now yeah. I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. And I know I'm going to get the emails and please bring them on, oh, baby. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, I, I I just see it as disempowering. Yeah. That's all. I don't. And they might. They feel it different. Right. I, I they would, feel I would assume that you would not. But I I no. Well, I don't think I I don't really consider myself a cynic or one of these religious skeptics. I I think that there are a lot of people who kind of fall into that camp who they'll dump on things that I don't necessarily think there's a lot of proof for, like an afterlife or 
spirits or whatever, but sometimes they think they take it to the point of just not actually even looking at the evidence because right. they they're don't just so well, jaded. Well, it's cognitive dissonance. I mean, right. everybody, it's, everybody's susceptible to it. I don't believe in it. anything except right. the fact that I don't believe I had in one anything. Of anything. <laughs> I, had, I had one of them, and I believe that this, I believe that so, that's what I was dealing with here. Is, you know, the person didn't actually state they were a skeptic, but, uh, you know, the, the, the you terminology was... Yeah. Um, you know, I, I said on the boards, and then, you know, please bring it on. I'm, I wanna, I'd love to talk about your feeling on uh, vaccinations. <laughs> and I am not going to tell you, believe me, I'm not telling you that thermosol is still in vaccinations. Okay. I believe that vaccinations can be harmful to some people. I have had two flu shots, and I have been the sickest in my life from those two flu shots. I've actually had somebody tell me that I cannot say that flu shots make me ill until I have done it to myself 34 times. Right? Oh, okay. 34 no, was the number he came up with. I'm not your now, guinea pig. This was, right, this was a, a 102.7 degree temperature. It's not much warmer than that that starts, in, in adults, starts frying your brain. Mm. How brain dead do I have to be in order to prove to, right. to you, jackball, that I get sick from flu shots? I, I do the same thing. I take, when I start feeling sick, even if it's something like I think it might be strep throat, I'll just take tons and tons of vitamin C. There's not a whole lot of evidence that that does very much of anything for you, but the fact is, when I've done it, I've sometimes never had to it's take worked. antibiotics. You know, it's it could, it could me, just so. be enough that you believe that it works, and that you know the placebo effect uh, right. you've created. Your own. Find, well, it pro- I mean, probably is. If but I were to find works, out that it was the a placebo effect, then it wouldn't work anymore. Yeah. Why do I want to know that stupid piece of information? You don't want to know. It's it's, it's disempowering. I do not want that piece of information. Right. And, you know, I, I know that many, and, and I wish that there were a cynic here to... Uh, a skeptic, oh, 800-259-9231. They certainly inhabit our audience. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, I used to be more like that, and and I'm not well, anymore. I I'm th- glad. I think in most people's book, I would qualify as a skeptic, and probably both of you would, too, to I some think, I think generally I'm skeptical of things, but there are certain I things like that... I like science. I'm not the one... To, right. ju- you know, to say I don't like but science. That, I, most but, people seem pretty gullible to me. I mean, they'll believe anything yeah. that they want to without really st- stepping back. And so I don't think it's that we're necessarily all that skeptical. It's just that a lot of people aren't as skeptical as they should and be. And some people are way over skeptical is what you were talking about yeah. a moment ago. 800-259-9231. We can continue this and take your calls about whatever you want as well. Of course, that's the point of the show. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Now, if you like the show and you like the fact that we give away the features on the website, then you might want to voluntarily support us by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can do that for as little as 3 bucks a month. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. Uh, again, 3 bucks a month will take it out of any major credit card, PayPal account, or some alternative options. Uh, but what we do is we take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations, bringing more people uh, across the world via our Internet uh, feeds to the message of freedom and liberty and uh, doing it as quickly as we can. Uh, we can do it with your help. If you go to amp.freetalklive.com, you can get signed up. You can also learn about some of the perks you'll get access to, like the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls. That's what the show's about. Ray in Texas, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ray. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks What's on your mind tonight, me. Ray? Um, I wanted to kind of uh, talk about the subject that you and the previous caller were talking about. And I remember you added that he was an atheist, 
which I'm not calling from any uh, religious um, context or anything, but evolution, and I'm speaking in regards to order and uh, randomness. Okay. If you're going to have evolution, because we'll keep in mind, it is a fact that evolution is still a theory. Well, I mean, it, it, it would be difficult to prove. So is electricity, Definitely. by the way. Well, for uh, evolution to be true, you would have to have a random burst of new energy, which is impossible when you learn about thermodynamics. Why would you need new why, energy? Why do most of the scientists, can, um, most scientists are pretty much atheists types, right? Well, most of the really good scientists, they, they, actually, they are actually deeply religious. But aside from religion, I'm just calling from a scientific perspective. See, I'm a trader. So I deal with the idea of randomness and order and decision-making in such an environment that uh, the probabilities of everything are limitless. So let's talk about trading for a second. So if I'm watching the price move, if I didn't know what I was doing, I would say it's random. But if I know what I was doing, I would say, no, something's happening in the market that's causing the price to move. Now, if I was going to take a trade on something, I would use historical data and recent events to make a decision on what I think is going to happen. Is that, is, that would be a fair assumption. Now, if I was yeah. to make a prediction, there's a chance that I could be wrong about that. Sure. So therefore, I mean, you know, there's order in the fact that I wanted to make a trade, and I took a trade based on data that put the probabilities of me being right in my favor. However, after you're in, you don't really know what's going to happen next. However, you have to rely on the uh, principles that were in place that made that that gave you the basis to make that uh, decision. Now, back to decision making, you know, no one brought up influence. So if you're looking at a car and a truck. You know, you've got your predispositioned or mind mapping of what decision you're going to make, but no one brought up the outside influence. Like, Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, you mean I like mean, mom saying you outside, can't have that? Outside and internal influence would have to come into play into that. I would guess. I mean, that would be some more of the information that he was talking about, this this huge All quantity, the astronomical quantity of uh, data that one would need to have, I would guess. Absolutely, and even then it would be worthless. Because, you know, you have to look at what's going to happen after the action is taken. So then you do enter a realm of what you could call randomness because you can't really tell the future so much as you can make a prediction because prediction and telling the future would have to be two different things. Because if you made that prediction and then it didn't play out, then you were, in effect, wrong about the future, right. in effect, wrong about your prediction. However, there had to be order in place prior to you feeling confident or comfortable enough to make that decision. So now with that being said, if we're going to talk about evolution, who decided for you to grow a third arm out of your back and where did that energy come from? Energy does not create energy out of thin air. It's, it's, it's thermodynamically impossible. So but, the deeper... That but if a decision was being made, then that would actually be disproving intelligent design because God can interfere and just make new energy. Well, I don't know what God did, but, you know, God probably could have just put in a program and made it intelligent who knows i don't see why uh, it's, i don't it, see why it possible new... that this is actually the training program for the real program uh, like this is the tutorial <laughs> i don't see i think it's possible, yeah, I, think it's possible. <laughs> uh, but I don't no, see I why uh, you need new energy in order to grow a third arm i mean your cells in uh, at well, a cellular level would just do something different that third arm would have to include protein but it doesn't you eat stuff it doesn't just 
pop on. Like, evolution doesn't just occur like it does in the science fiction movies where suddenly things grow new limbs. I mean, I'm I'm presuming you could just grow a new limb. If that's the case, then what is big and what is small then? You lost you me. Subjective. My point? What, no. If, if, if we're going to go on the level of saying, well, hey, that's too organized, well, what is organized and what is over organized? So are we saying that evolution can only happen at the micro molecular level? I'm not taking a position on evolution. I don't know what the truth is. So well, I don't... Just, let's assume that evolution is true. I mean, we, it's a theory, so we can pretty much play with it any way we want. I mean, it's not been well, proven. Well, I, mean, I mean, the theory is that it's, it, they're very gradual changes that accumulate over a, a period of time. So it's. It, it would it would be small changes on the genetic level, but over time they would. Well, even if it was a big change, if you were going to say that, then we would have to both say that fire evolves. Uh, you, uh, even if it was a it big change, fire is a function a, of heat, isn't it? Even if even well, if well, what I we're mean, talking about is change with time. Even if we're talking about growing an arm out of your back, you could still, I mean, if that was possible, it wouldn't need new, you wouldn't need new energy. You would just be directing the existing resources that you have to grow a new arm. I mean, so the, uh, the lizard doesn't need place. new energy to grow a new tail. It just grows it. It, it has the resources to do no, that because well, it eats well, bugs. Resources, resources and energy are one and the same in that case. R- right. But, pr- protein would have to be re-diverted from the body. And that, that would, in, in effect, be new energy created out of thin air. There's no, no I don't way think so. Well, and that's exactly why the Big Bang Theory doesn't work anymore. I guess you we're know, too dumb here. I'm out of here. Really shy away <laughs> from that. You lost me, dude. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. I, I, well, I'm just saying, if we're going to talk about creating something out of thin air, then physics is the well, same everywhere. Nothing was created out of thin air in evolution, though. The idea is that there were chemical compounds that already existed, not that a cell okay, just but, was poofed into being, but that it was, you know... It was created out of existing organic matter. I mean, now we get into these. Uh, me and my, me and my, uh, my friends, we get into these kind of conversations all the time, where no one's necessarily right or no one's necessarily wrong, mm-hmm. but a good, a lot of good points get made. So, wait, are you saying that? And let me see if I'm getting at least some of what you're saying. You're saying that, uh, in your opinion, the Big Bang's not possible because it would have required some energy that wasn't already there. Well, that's what I have been led to believe that the Big Bang is all about. It's not my idea. I've just heard of it, just as it's not your idea. You've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't really I know mean, about the it. Big Bang is that there was a lot of energy that exploded from this central point, and now we're in a, a expanding universe. Well, that is, I mean, that is, I mean... That's the just idea, another theory. But the idea behind it does break the, the laws of physics that bind us now. I mean, there was yeah. a sudden... Where the matter come from? It, where the energy come from? You can't make those things now. You can change them from one to the other. But you're right that the laws of physics that we have now don't explain it. But physicists would say that the you know the rules were different at that point just because space and time and everything were well, all some, mushed right. Right. Well, together. some people. I was watching this video and, and good call, Ray. Thank you for it. Uh, still thought provoking, even though we might not have gotten it all. Um, I'm not. I didn't follow the evolution argument. I, yeah, I can follow the Big I'm Bang. I'm so tired argument. of the evolution stuff it's been like a whole week we've been talking about evolution off and on on the show anyway but it's free talk live so you can call that anything uh but but the uh, i was telling i was telling mark i think on the air about the this video that i watched on youtube about the 10 dimensions 
and I don't remember which dimension it was, but essentially, once you go out to uh, the the universe that we're in and all of the possible permutations within the universe and the set of rules that we have, the physical rules that we have in this universe, you also have to factor in the fact that there could be other universes out there with completely different rules. So maybe at the beginning of this universe, it existed in you know some other universe where there were different rules about how energy can uh, be transmitted, and poof, Big Bang, you got this universe here with this new set of rules and chemicals, and, and so there could be completely other different universes out there with completely other infinities out there, essentially, is, essentially, is what one of the, that might be the 10th dimension or the 9th dimension or something like that. I'll have to review the, the, the YouTube video, but it's fascinating to think about. It is, yeah, it is fascinating, and I've heard, you know, scientists will say that there are other universes or dimensions out there yeah. at the very least, and, you know, the fact they is... They seem that, to be able to prove it, too. You know, by their science rules, although sometimes it's so abstract, even for them, that... You know, oh, it's the, the theory. They have a good. They have a theory. I don't know how good it is. I don't know enough. But it, well, it, we're it trying to wrap our minds too. We're here in the th- you know the third dimension essentially, uh, or fourth dimension, whichever way you want to put it. Um, well, actually, we're, we're in all four of them. That's true. We are in the fourth dimension. So we're here in the fourth dimension, and and it's hard for us to extrapolate what the tenth dimension really is because we're down here, and that's out there somewhere, and we can barely just get a, a grip on what that might mean. It's very it's difficult for us. It's difficult for me. We don't have the uh, faculties to uh, to process that stuff too effectively. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Anyway, highly recommend that uh, that video. Don't know what it's called, but search YouTube for 10 Dimensions. It'll probably come up. Or coming up, Hour 3 is on the way. Free talk. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Shows about your calls, we go to them. Dan in New Jersey on the amp line. Hello, Dan. Hey, guys. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Yeah, um... I was calling uh, to talk about um, interpreting the Constitution, and uh, I, I don't even really consider myself a constitutionalist, um, but I'll sometimes argue points from a, a constitutionalist point of view just because at least some people have, have heard of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, even if uh, you know the government was restored to a constitutional form of government, there would be some things that they could do that I don't think a government should do. Yes, I agree. But... Um, Anyway, point point uh, of this is today I was listening to NPR and they had this guy on. Uh, his name is Lawrence Tribe. He's a uh, constitutional law scholar at uh, Harvard. Those guys and are lying. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you hear hear those uh, those kind of words in front of somebody's name, they're a liar. A constitutional <laughs> law scholar. Yeah, well, you know, constitutional professor, professor of constitutional law. You yeah. pick you pick the word constitution. You got to be very careful with it because the the vast majority of people that uh, you know have that in their in in their title are liars. Like Barack Obama. Yeah, he's a liar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this this, uh, this professor was actually one of Barack Obama's professors, and More he, proof. he served as uh, one of his advisors during the campaign. Okay. 
But uh, the reason he was on NPR is he was talking about his new book, which uh, is called The Invisible Constitution. Oh, God. And it's all about, it's all about the, the Constitution that's not written on the page, the, the uh, hidden meanings of the Constitution. And uh, he said some things that I was really uh, disgusted by. Yeah, I've, I've um, actually heard this guy on NPR before. Yes. Can you give me some examples? Yeah, one, the, the, like, the, the main point that he made that I thought was just uh, awful was uh, he was talking about how the Constitution has an intrinsic uh, meaning for the federal government to maintain the uh, solidarity of the Union. And okay. uh, he said... That oh well, while this isn't written uh, in ink on the page, it was written in blood at Gettysburg. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, but Gettysburg was 80 years after the uh, the Constitution was written. So I mean, he may he may talk about the office of the president has now been imbued with this sort of authority and this mandate, and and I wouldn't disagree with him that it has been imbued with a uh, with a mandate to keep the union together by Abraham Lincoln and the fact that uh, you know the people of the United States of America and and the Confederate States didn't hang him uh, for violating the Constitution and for creating a fiat currency and for instituting the draft and for doing all kinds of terrible, reprehensible, tyrannical things. I, I wouldn't disagree that uh, you know the office has. However, the Constitution's just something that's written down. Yeah. Well, it, the the uh, thing that really bothered me about it is uh, his his kind of sense of relativism, that mm-hmm. the uh, the Constitution can mean absolutely anything you want it to mean yep. uh, at any time, just uh, given the, the historical context. And just kill I some people. Uh, yeah, and you can make it I, mean what you want. Yeah, and he, you know, I, I uh, don't like it when people act like the Constitution is some kind of, uh, you know, ancient uh, artifact of a... Of a uh, document that was found in, you know, ancient Egypt, and it's written in some dead language, and who knows what it means. Uh, I think it's really clear if we look at the, you know, historical context and the other writings of the uh, founders of of this country, um, exactly what it meant. None of them liked a tyrannical government. None of them wanted a large government or a powerful government, with the exception of a few, you know, like Hamilton. Mm -hmm. But uh, for, for the most part, most of the founders were completely against um, that the uh, idea of a, of a powerful central government. All very and, true. Uh, it's it's just ridiculous to um, to think that uh, the but, Constitution can mean anything to, at any time. Well, and, it uh, just goes it's all, to show how pointless it is to even have one. I mean, yeah. obviously nobody cares about what it says. The, 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 the people that call themselves liberals have their beliefs about it. The people that call themselves conservatives have their beliefs. And they all, all of their beliefs essentially encompass the same idea, and that is that, well, this document means what we say it means. Right. It, it, the, the fact is I have uh, talked – I've been on, like, these conservative blog sites it's, um, and been in arguments with uh, people about the constitutionality of the borders. The fact is – there, it's unconstitutional for the United States government to regulate immigration into the United States, except perhaps for the uh, original 13 colonies. Perhaps. But really it says uh, only up to like 1806 or something. Dan, any other thoughts? Um, no, that's it. The only other thing I was going to mention is uh, recently someone brought up that they were on a uh, government computer. I don't know if they were on a military base or uh, what. And they said that uh, Free Talk Live was blocked there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm active duty Air Force, and uh, I was on Free Talk Live today. And the the only part of the uh, website 
that's a problem for me is uh, the actual live stream. Yeah, that's what I I'd heard. I'd gotten an email or two from somebody verifying that, that they could get on the site, but they can't listen due to a terrorist reason or something like that. Yeah, the, the only problem uh, I have is the live stream. I can stream the archives and download the archives and everything. Do they block other live streams? Is it just a general block against mm-hmm. live streams? Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all the file formats that um, would, you know, initiate a live stream and pop up your player and, and whatnot. So it's not just targeted at Free Talk Live. It's anybody doing a live stream on the Internet. You can't yeah, get it. Yeah, it's any live stream, any real audio or, Got uh, it. you know, any of the others. Great. Thanks for the info, and thanks for the call, Dan. Appreciate hearing from you. Thanks. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. So whether you want to comment on the Constitution, which is uh, unfortunately just another piece of paper, and that's how they all treat it. Well, um, they do now. I mean, it, it did have some effect when the general populace read it and believed that it meant what it said. Wow, when did that happen? Well, I mean, it's it's been kind of a steady decline, but one could argue that relative to today, 1850s, pretty constitutional time. I mean, they would never consider a federal drug law without an amendment. I remember, they would never consider drug laws, I think it was Grover likely. Cleveland, uh, a Democrat, uh, said that he didn't see the role of the federal government as been being reacting to disasters. Hmm. So, oh, yeah. I, you know, I mean... A lot has changed, that's there's for sure. Been yeah. a lot, I'm, I'm not saying that things aren't uh, better as far as freedom goes for, uh, uh, you know, a couple of very prominent ethnic groups. But, however, when you look at the whole... The fact is the government's become larger and more intrusive. Toll-free, 800-259-9231. The latest on Cop Busters. A few weeks ago, we had Sam from the Obscure Truth Network dial in to tell us uh, about what he'd been involved with. Uh, he'd teamed up with Barry Cooper from Never Get Busted, uh, who we've had on the show in the past a number of times, actually. And they were doing, essentially, a reverse sting on the cops. They set up the cops and busted some bad cops, and uh, it's, it's now kind of blowing up. It, it actually blew up pretty big when it first, uh, when the first video hit the scene on the internet, and it's continuing to generate new press. The raw story at rawstory.com has the latest on uh, the copbuster situation. An anonymous tipster appeared to be harrying cops. It sounded like the plot of the latest TV pseudo-thriller. A rogue cop, a woman scorned, a helpless father, a drug grower, a small-town pastor, and police that play fast and loose with the Constitution, all colliding after an anonymous letter tipped off police to an alleged marijuana farm in a Texas town. Barry Cooper, a 39-year-old former drug cop turned filmmaker, said that short, poorly written and unattributed letter was a key that tied together the motley crew of characters in his latest documentary. Preview of the documentary, a reality show Cooper has dubbed Cop Busters, that's Cop Busters with a K, is ex- available exclusively from Raw Story at the bottom of the page. And actually, it's not exclusive to Raw Story because it's on YouTube, too, on Barry's uh, Never Get Busted YouTube channel. You can see it there as well. Uh, but it's it's actually a pretty good trailer. And I, I love Barry Cooper. I have to say, <laughs> I love watching Barry Cooper yell at the police. <laughs> and you can see this happen in the new trailer. If you go to the, uh, rawstory.com, you can find it there. YouTube, look for the Never Get Busted channel, and it's the newest, uh, it's the newest upload. It's a three-minute-long trailer, and it's just great. I mean, Barry is yelling at the cops for coming out and, and raiding his house. In fact, they get some quotes here from him uh, in a moment. But the cops were looking for pot, and they didn't find it. In fact, they found a house full of cameras and a little note left on the wall that told them they were being recorded for a new reality television show. 
And so we'll give you a little more detail on exactly how all this came about. What was the anonymous letter about? Because people have been speculating. Was it Barry? Did the Copbusters crew send the letter, or did the police manufacture the letter as an excuse to raid the home? This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And, uh, by the way, those features include the updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And this is really your last chance to incorporate before the end of the year. Um, you, incorporation can save you all kinds of money when it comes to taxes and those kind of things. And you can do it quickly and easily at LegalZoom.com. I've uh, used the LegalZoom service. I did it actually for a will. They ask you a few questions. They fill out the form for you. They send it to you. You sign it. Bam, you're done. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off of your order. That's LegalZoom.com. 800-259-9231. As we continue here, uh, the latest on the Cop Busters story. Wondering what's this, what's the deal with this letter? I mean, we're talking about uh, Barry Cooper from Never Get Busted, who uh, NeverGetBusted.com, uh, who has set up this brilliant reverse sting television program that he is, I'm, I'm sure, busily shopping around to various different TV networks. Uh, called Cop Busters, where they go in and they set up a situation that is just so enticing to the corrupt cops, they just can't resist. And in this case, they set up what appeared to be a marijuana grow operation. They put up big growing lights and two little Christmas trees. They yeah, didn't actually nice. have any marijuana in there. Right, because it's not illegal to have a whole room set up for growing things as long as you're not growing marijuana in That's them. correct. You could be growing tomatoes or Christmas trees or whatever. Right. And so that's what they were doing. They were venting the, you know, they were venting it like somebody might vent a marijuana uh, grow doing operation. The whole deal. Really made it look like it would have been a marijuana grow operation. And the police apparently claimed they received an anonymous letter. Now, the story here is from rawstory.com where the anonymous letter allegedly said the following, I'm leaving Odessa because my boyfriend is out of control, Say uh, the anonymous female allegedly wrote to the Odessa police on December 3rd. I can't talk to the police because I have traffic warrants. The mysterious tipster claimed 80 marijuana plants were nearing harvest at a small house in a West Texas town and that officers only had a few days to nab the culprit. He doesn't know I'm telling and thinks I don't know about him cheating on me. He has been growing pot for a long time and never got caught or never gets caught, and he's getting sloppy. Based on the tip, police conducted surveillance on the house and determined several of the general statements about the property to be factual. Within 12 hours, Judge McCoy of the district court had signed a search warrant based upon the letter and the police department's periphery follow-up, and the raid was on. Little did the officers know, inside the house, the flora bathed beneath bright, heat-emitting grow lights wasn't marijuana but instead miniature Christmas trees. As officers invaded with guns drawn, it quickly became apparent they'd been had. A handwritten poster proclaimed they'd just become part of Cooper's new reality show, Cop Busters. And bust the cops, he did. According to the Odessa American, Terry Pierce, who also works as an associate police chaplain, denies giving the officers the letter. So apparently on Monday, the American reported that 
the local police made a mistake filling out the affidavit. Instead of the police chaplain, Pastor Terry Pugh from the First United Pentecostal Church apparently delivered the letter to them. Odessa City Manager Richard Morton insisted it was a simple mistake. The letter was allegedly given to officers with Pastor Terry written on the open envelope. Someone played on my sentiments, Pugh told the American. Had I known that, I never would have been involved in it. I thought I was helping the police catch bad guys. It wasn't just this erroneous affidavit, but the judge granted a bad warrant based solely on an anonymous tip, said Cooper. The Supreme Court has said an anonymous tip is not enough. Maybe we should make a new show called Judge Busters. Cooper originally planned his first sting for an undisclosed location in Washington state, but after being contacted by Odessa resident Raymond Madden, whose daughter Yolanda was arrested back in 2005 for possessing methamphetamine, cop busters shifted course. The police got the wrong uh, person, claims Yolanda's father on the cop busters trailer. They they thought she was someone else, but once they'd made the bust, they had to go through with it. You can't just say, oh, sorry, we planted drugs on you. They (laughs) They don't seem to like to be wrong. It's amazing. Right, and they don't want to admit they were wrong. They don't want to say they're sorry and have to be in that position. They work for the government. They don't have to say they're sorry. man who answered the phone at the police department declined comment. The sting was designed, said Cooper, to embarrass the cops that arrested Yolanda and to put a public face on police neglect of the Fourth Amendment. You know, the right to privacy, right to be free from a reasonable search and seizure. Of course, it likely crossed Cooper's mind that several of his former partners are cops in Odessa, or that his former narcotics task force was once based there. But the way he describes it, revenge is not atop his list. To Cooper, Copbusters is almost a humanitarian mission. Free Yolanda, he yells in the footage. Y'all planted drugs on Yolanda, and we're going to get her released and get the crooked cops busted. If you're a good cop, great, but you're not. You raided my house, and nothing's going on. The American quoted Cooper saying he believes the police got together to make up this effing letter. So Cooper is saying that it wasn't his team. Wow. Which means that which means that the police did a, essentially did a flyover, spotted the lights, concocted the letter. How could yeah, how could this letter be anything but concocted? If, I mean, if, if Cooper's saying it's not so and you know, I I guess I have to believe him with that. Um if I, there's no boyfriend, there's no girlfriend. Nothing. Right, and it's anonymous, so you don't know who delivered the letter. There's no way to to trace anything. And if the cops really did that, then that's proof that what they really do is they fly around over houses with their thermal imaging equipment, and they spot houses that they consider suspect, and they go roundabout through illegal processes to go about in in, in raiding those homes, which is – all of that's illegal. They're yeah. not allowed to just go around and spot houses like that. They're not allowed to. They're not allowed to bust a house on a uh, on an anonymous tip either. Thermal imaging cameras, uh, he claimed, a raw story were used to seek out heat from the grow lamps inside the rental house. An investigatory technique the Supreme Court has declared unconstitutional, but is still frequently used, especially in aerial observation. You know, the fact is, if the cops go out and they break the law, and only the cops know they've broken the law, then the law hasn't been broken, as far as they're concerned. If a tree falls in the forest, right. Uh, what I'm telling people is anyone could have sent that letter, said Cooper. Anyone who gets pissed off at someone else could have dropped the letter in the offering basket at church or sent an anonymous tip to the police. That's the point of the court's logic, to prevent people from triggering false raids. Rostory pressed him on the letter's origin, but Cooper stuck to his story. No, really, that's all I'm saying about the letter. Anybody could have written it. It doesn't matter who it came from. An anonymous tip is not enough to raid the home. So is he saying that he didn't write the letter or, or that he doesn't know anything about the letter? It sounds to me like he's, he's, he's waffling a little it, bit it here. It said he believes the police got together to make up the letter. 
He believes that's what the police did. Yeah, but here, here on the pressing thing, I, I don't know what, what it sounds. I don't know. It sounds like it, what I'm hearing you read there sounds like he might know something about it. While Cooper may be the most obvious suspected source of the letter, there's no evidence thus far to tie him to it. A good thing for him because a false crime report is itself a crime. Well, now there could have been. Well, I guess you're right. There, there could have been drugs in the house, right? I mean, if it's anonymous, if it's anonymous report. <laughs> There could have been drugs there at one point, and then they swapped it out for Christmas trees. Well, what trees. are you going to do? Cite that as your defense if they if they were linked <laughs> yeah. to the letter and say, no, I was actually growing in excess of 80 pot plants there. Naturally, the Odessa you Police Department... Sorry, the only thing left is Christmas trees. Yeah. The Odessa Police Department's looking into pressing charges. Likewise, Cooper I'm says sure he, they are. he plans to file a $10 million federal lawsuit. Both remain to be seen at this point. Now, it's been several weeks now since this went down, and the, the cops have not yet uh, figured out any way to press charges against Cooper and his crew. Uh, apparently, by the way, they're in the middle of working on a new sting, which not sure exactly what that's going to entail, but... Uh, I was talking with uh, Jason Osborne today from SACL CAI, throwing around an idea. I'll share that with you here in a moment. Uh, And we'll come back with more of your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything, just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free on the site, so enjoy those on us and those features include live streams, got a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, as well as a webcam, all free for you over at listen.freetalklive.com. That again, listen.freetalklive.com. So we're talking about the uh, the latest on the Cop Busters situation. That's Cop Busters with a K, copbusters.com. Barry Cooper, his wife Candy, uh, our buddy Sam from the Obscure Truth Network, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI, all uh, behind the scenes on this particular program and uh, this Cop Busters show that they're, they were busy filming uh, down in Texas. They caught some cops doing some corrupt stuff, which apparently isn't that hard to do. They set up a fake grow house, and the cops raided it based on the flimsiest of evidence, just basically an anonymous tip, which uh, Cooper is alleging the cops themselves actually made because they did a flyover uh, of the neighborhood just on a routine basis, spotted the lights, and then made up the anonymous letter to justify what they did, uh, which, of course, it doesn't justify what they did. But they busted them good. They got video footage of it all. And Barry Cooper actually last year was one of the speakers at the New Hampshire Liberty Forum where we attended. And it was a great event, and they're they're going to do the Liberty Forum again. I don't know if Barry is coming this year or not. They haven't filled out the entire speakers list yet, so perhaps they're inviting him, uh, and he just hasn't confirmed yet. But th- nonetheless, there is a long list of great speakers that you'll be able to see in 2009. Some huge names, people like Dr. Mary Ruart, the author of Healing Our World, David Nolan, the founder of the Libertarian Party, Richard Heller from the Heller vs. D.C. gun case from over the summertime, Glenn Jacobs, you might know him as WWE's Kane, uh, David Berglund, the Libertarian Party presidential candidate from, I think, 1980-something, and Adam Kokesh from Iraq Veterans Against the War, Will Buchanan from the Walk for Liberty, so many more, more to be announced. 
announced. Uh, plus, it's not just about meeting big names. It's about meeting some of the activists that are boots on the ground here in New Hampshire, getting active for liberty, both in the political realm and in the realm of uh, non-cooperation and, and uh, civil disobedience, market activism, creating new media. Uh, people like you, Nick, and, and uh, your, uh, your, your co-host Toby over at Free Minds TV, you guys are there every year. Uh, Free Talk Live is there broadcasting live. We might even have a media panel that we'll get to host this year, so that should be fun. We'll have a bunch of media people in like you guys from Free Minds TV, maybe Dave Ridley from the Ridley Report, uh, and we'll talk to Sam from the Obscure Truth Network. We'll talk about creating media. So it's a networking opportunity. It's a convention. There are panel discussions, keynote speeches, dinners, great networking opportunities, parties after hours. It is a blast. And you should be there if you love liberty, especially if you're considering moving to New Hampshire, because it'll give you a real good taste of what it's like to be around a bunch of people that think like you do, people that love liberty. And you can go and get signed up at freestateproject.org slash liberty forum. Use our discount code to save 10%. That's 2009FTL. Uh, it's a, a 10% discount for you if you use the, that code, 2009FTL. Get registered at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. So we're talking about the uh, the Copbusters situation. Uh, Copbusters, you can go to copbusters.com with a K to learn more, to see the trailer. Uh, you can actually see that on Barry's Never Get Busted YouTube channel of what's coming soon with the, uh, the the reverse sting that was so brilliantly executed against the police. The police, they can't bring up, char- they can't bring Barry Cooper up on charges yet. They haven't figured out what to do about this. They got caught red-handed doing some very, very naughty things, and Barry's just getting warmed up. This was the first episode of Cop Busters, and they're already talking about going out and filming another one. Now, they're not going to do the other one in Odessa, because obviously the cops are on to them there. But there are plenty of corrupt police departments across the country, all kinds of corrupt cops uh, with which they can set up, or whom they can set up. Now, is the idea that it's going to run as a TV series at some point, if they can get some interest in it, like with seasons and several episodes a season? Or is it just that there's going to be a couple specials? I don't know what the plan is. I'm not sure. I'm not on the inside, uh, the business track of it. But obviously this takes a lot of effort to set one of these things up. It took them a lot of time, I guess, to to work all this together. And, and they had to rent a house and, and set the, the grow lights up. And it was pretty lengthy. And there's a risk of arrest there. I mean, even if you're not doing anything illegal, the police are still going to try to charge you. There's a risk of murder article. there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly... Uh, you, the you're cops talk- getting you back for yeah, setting them you're up? Talking about, you're talking about the organization that would be doing the investigation of your demise. Yeah. yeah well, once your profile's high enough, though, they do have to try a bit have to more be careful. Lightly, but true. it's not. That's that's true. You have to get that profile raised first, but well, if Barry Cooper turned up dead in a given jurisdiction doing one of these yeah. shows, I think it, even at the, this point, I think it would raise a lot of questions. Well, what, from what I understand, as far like as Yolanda, maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. She's still in prison. Yolanda is the woman they're doing this for. She was arrested. Uh, the cops allegedly planted drugs on her. She's been in prison for for years now, mm. and uh, her dad would like her to get out. Mm. Uh, so that's the reason why they set up these corrupt cops. You're right, Mark. I mean, there could be some really nasty consequences from this. But, you know, Bla- Barry's awesome. He is willing to put it on the line, and he's trying to make good. I mean, Barry's trying to make good on the, the awful things that he did as a cop. When he was a narcotics officer, he ruined people's lives, and, and he knows that now. 
And this is kind of his his karma. I mean, he's trying to to put some good karma out there and do the right thing and make up for all of the awful things that he did in the past. And so I think that I think he's a hero, and I think that uh, he, him and his wife and the rest of the guys behind the the scenes at Copbusters, uh, I I hope them I wish they have good I hope they have good luck uh, with their continuing exploits because they are going to continue. Uh, they're shopping this around, I'm sure, at various different TV networks, and they're working on their second episode. I think as we speak, I was talking with Jason Osborne from Sakel today, who's somehow involved i'm not sure how he's apparently not investing on this one uh but jason was telling me that they're talking about maybe having a black guy drive around a white neighborhood that's dangerous and see what happens uh with that and i said that's a great idea because the guys over at the the police complaint center actually did that back in the 90s and the police complaint center is and actually suggested uh that barry get together with this guy over at the complete uh, police complaint center diop kamau he is a former cop as well, uh, who was, I think, frustrated with a lot of the corruption in the police departments. And he's been essentially doing a similar thing as cop busters. He's been doing reverse stings on the cops with under uh, hidden cameras and things like that for years. Uh, he's the guy that we were talking about a few nights ago that that went out and set up the cops as far as uh, sending the guy in with a hidden camera asking for complaint forms, just trying to get a complaint form from the cops and watching uh, how rude the cops were and how intimidating they were. That was just one of the things that they that he has done uh, in the, at the police complaint center, and so years ago on Long Island, they had a uh, they had a young black guy who was from A uh, and M University, like a you know straight A student, really good kid. Uh, they put him in a kind of a beat up Chevy and had him drive around the streets of uh, this white, exclusively white neighborhood in Long Island. He got. Uh, drove right up next to a police car, and they were following the cops in another car with video cameras. And so the uh, the, the black kid was was uh, pulled up next to the cops so the cops could look over and see him and see that he was black. Then he pulled ahead of the cops, turned down a side street. The cops kept going, but then he came back out from the side street, turned back onto the main street, and it was shortly thereafter the cops pulled him over based on nothing. There was no reason whatsoever for them to pull him over. He was completely obeying traffic laws. It was the fact that he was black in a white neighborhood. That's why they pulled him over. They harassed him on the side of the road for an hour. They kept him in handcuffs. And eventually they had to let him go because there were no drugs in the car. They had nothing to get this guy on. Uh, but they were trying their darndest. They tossed his car. They searched his car without his consent. He made it clear that he didn't consent to the search, and they got it all on video. So if, if to, Copbusters uh, goes out and does this, man, it'll be brilliant. I, I, I agree that it, they just can't. It, it's like cop bait. You just yeah. can't. Uh, they, they cannot they can't turn resist. away from this. If you put a black man in a 75 Impala, uh, spray paint, or, you know, paint that uh, car metallic lime green with some of those big uh, big rims on it, they're not <laughs> You can't, they can't stay away. It's like the mice and the cheese and the trap. Sorry. Yeah. So that should be a lot of fun. So that's one of the ideas they're throwing around for another episode of Cop Busters. I'm sure there are some other ideas in the hopper. And eventually we need to get Barry on here uh, to talk about this. So have you reached out to him on that one, Mark? Um, I, I, I can't get He's a big star now. I don't, he is. I, big, I don't get, I don't get a hold of him anymore. We'll have to talk to Jason. We'll work on that uh, because we love having Barry on the show. He's quite a personality. If you haven't seen his stuff, head over to NeverGetBusted.com. Take a look there or go to CopBusters with a K. That's CopBusters.com. We're going to come back with more of your calls. Uh, people have been waiting patiently. Uh, back to you and uh, whatever you want to discuss here. 800-259-9231. I'll sneak in even in these remaining moments. This is Free Talk Live.
This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can learn how to promote the show. Head over to promote.freetalklive.com. Get a whole list of various different ways you can help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Promote.freetalklive.com. To your phone calls, let's talk to Ken in California. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live. Ken in California, going once. Hey, evening, guys. Hey there. Uh, appreciate, appreciate Free Talk Live. Thanks, Ken. What's on your mind uh, tonight? Well, you were talking about Barry Cooper and... I recently had the pleasure of interviewing right after he did that in Odessa, Texas. Oh, wow, and cool. Yeah, it was was, was excellent. Uh, we're going to try to hook up when he comes out to L.A. here. Great. He is working on getting a show together. Uh, that's all I know, and I just heard you talking about it, uh, about it and I figured I'd uh, talk to you about it. And if you guys don't mind, I, I tried to real quick find one of the clips, and I know you're real big on government. And can I play you a real quick clip? Hopefully it comes through okay for you. You can try. This usually doesn't work out too well, so keep the phone by your ear so I can yell at you to come back in case yeah, it doesn't work out. Here, we'll go for it. If there's ever a problem in any company, in good. any school, yeah. in any government, in any church, it's always the leader's fault. Remember that. Well, our leaders in this country, who were they? You know, they were our parents and our grandparents, and now we're, we're the next, unfortunately, we're the, we're we're the, we're the next leaders for our, you know, for our kids. So I think Obama. Exactly. I, oh, well, anyway, that, that was part of it. How did it come out for you? Actually, it actually sounded pretty good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, dogs are great, too. So <laughs> yeah, what was your point in playing the, in playing the clip? Well, basically, I wanted to find something for you. I, there, there was a section in there. I couldn't find it quick enough because uh, I'm getting ready to do my show, so I'm, I'm calling you from a studio board here. Sorry. Sounds good. But, uh, but basically, um, it, it, just, it just struck me we need more people like Barry who sure are did. ex-cops who, who know how they play the game and go back and give them a, a bit of their own medicine. But most and of I them don't have the courage. Most of them well, don't. Most true. cops don't even have the courage to uh, to join law enforcement against prohibition openly, they'll join anonymously. Uh, but they and I'm talking about active duty cops. So I know you're saying ex cops, but I right. mean just they're they're so scared of what might happen to them as far as retaliation from a political from political concerns. I mean the the administrators are going to come down. They're going to crack down hard. They're going to uh, prevent them from getting promotions. They're going to force them to do the overnight shift forever. Uh, so I mean there's all kinds of just uh, consequences that can come uh, to their professional career for stepping out of line with the official state doctrine and people like barry cooper are unfortunately a rarity and I, I agree with you we need more barry coopers out there and if we had more barry coopers and be in a, it'd be in a really interesting situation in this country because he's a unique personality uh well, the, i guess i guess the overall point of my clip was when when you look at it, it when, what he was saying is and it's very true it's it, it starts from the top down it's what we're taught it's how we're brought up you have to make up your own mind and and the indoctrination in the schools now it's it's crazy it, it, it's just yeah. it's mind boggling. But yeah. but I I, I I we're blessed to have this man. Uh, I hope he gets his show on a network. He's shooting for that. Yeah. And if he does, uh, in one of the parts of the interviews, if I could have found it quick enough, uh, he discussed how. Uh, any money he gets together, he's going to put right back into the fight for freedom and liberty, and and especially for like he's he's very pro marijuana, obviously. 
Yes, he is, um, and that is what he does. He takes his profits right. and he reinvests them into into his business to make more videos that yeah. are that are helping people understand what the truth is about. He's not a lot living of the, in the lap of luxury on uh, people on the video sales here. He's he's reinvesting as best he can. He, he cares. That's what we it. do with this show too. Yeah, I mean, we right. get money in, and it goes right back into the show. I mean, not just from Ant, but also that's. I mean, it's my personal. It's, this is not only my career; it's also my hobby, and that's what I put my money into. So, you know, if I got some well, extra cash, that, that's like on my end here. Matter of fact, uh, we play your show. I'm on my station and yours right now. Are you over at KCAA? No, 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 no. We're not. We're not KCAA. We we know a couple people over there. I'm I'm the internet affiliate of yours that oh, you okay. have on your page. Oh, great. Which uh, which one? Radio Radio ninety four X. Absolutely super. Always good to have you out there, and I'm glad you called tonight. And uh, thank you uh, for thank you for calling in. And, and Barry's the greatest thing we could ever have. And yes, Leap is an excellent organization for both officers who are past officers and officers who are active duty. Yep, and the more people that the more officers that can join Leap, I think the more likely more will join. So hopefully we'll have a snowball effect at some point. But I think at this point there are only two uh, active duty law enforcement officers that have joined Leap. So got a ways to go there. But hopefully with people like Barry out there doing his thing, uh, it'll encourage more people to step forward who are within the ranks of the law enforcement community and to speak out on uh, what they truly believe. And I thank you for the call, Ken. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Because there are a lot of cops out there that they know they're doing the wrong thing. They know know that the orders they're following are bad and that they're just scared and i don't blame them i mean it was like you were saying mark you're scared for barry cooper's life from these guys i really am i mean you know i'm sorry here's a here's an organization of people who are it's their job to deal with people violently or at least to deal with violent people and to use violence in in the dealing with they're armed and they don't like being made look like fools they don't they're they 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 essentially operate like a um you know a a, a gang um not a low-level gang a high-level gang and they use, you know, they use the guns all the time, and they're the ones that would be investigating the murder. You're not going to get any justice. So, you know, my advice is make sure you have cameras around everywhere. Make sure yep. that those cameras are constantly uploading video to uh, some remote location. And that's not just for Barry Cooper. That's advice for anybody doing activism, yep. especially in the realm of the police. We continue. And, with, you know, if if they did catch cops murdering Gary, Barry Cooper on film, it would only be those cops that would go to jail. The uh, it, the people that, you know, give the, the orders, yeah. th- they wouldn't go. And those are the ones that deserve it. Let's talk to O.J. calling from the N.E. I'm not sure where that is. O.J. New England? New England? Nebraska? Nebraska? Yep, yeah, Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> I guess I don't know my uh, geography too well. What's on your mind, OJ? You're on the air. Well, I was uh, initially calling to talk about the, your frequent comment that uh, cops lie all the time. Yes, sir. And are trained to lie. And I was going to point out uh, where that's accurate and or how that's accurate and how that's also inaccurate. Okay, great. Um, and then we got... The you got to talking about Barry Cooper. Now, I listen on the podcast, so the only time that I hear the current show is while I'm calling, but it's kind of interesting that should come up. Um, I do agree that uh, Barry Cooper did execute this, this sting brilliantly, and that it was based on, on his experience and knowledge. Um, but in your coverage of it, you referred to the letter, that the, the, the police, and I'll say allegedly because you like that, that they allegedly received, yes. and uh, which suggests to me you've probably also seen the affidavits. I have not seen the – I've not uh, poured through the paperwork, no. Okay. They, those are both linked 
uh, off of the BBS, incidentally. I just looked at them this afternoon. Okay. Um, and I'd like to point out, and you're not going to like this, but uh, you are, quote, lying, unquote, in one of the same ways that, in my experience, cops do, quote, lie, unquote. What do you mean? That you are telling part of the truth. You are saying things that are truthful, um, but not all of it, and implying uh, a, a situation that uh, isn't supported by all of the facts. Okay. Well, it might not be that I'm in possession of all of the facts, so I don't know if I'm telling you Is a person lie. who is not in possession of all the facts lying? I'm probably not. No, they're mistaken. Yeah, I just am not fully informed. But what is, uh, okay. what is the point you wanted to make on that? Here's the thing. Uh, it was an anonymous letter, right? And it is true that an anonymous tip uh, cannot, be, cannot constitute probable cause by itself. It has to be corroborated. In the affidavit, if you look at the entire letter, which you skipped over some portions, you skipped over a bunch of details that uh, the writer of the anonymous letter provided, that it would appear that only someone directly involved in this or having direct contact with it would know. Okay, I don't have the letter in front of me. I was just reading the raw story. Okay. So we're we're Uh, reading a news article. Reading a news article about it. Therefore, raw story is lying, too. Well, they left stuff out, too. Well, you know, uh, the thing is, is that you've got to look at what's practical in this world. It's not practical for us to go, uh, you know, word by word through the letter and then analyze it. And it's not practical for Raw Story to do that either. These are, you know, they're a journalism outlet. We're a commentary outlet. But I'm glad O.J. called in with his analysis here. I mean, O.J. is a law enforcement officer. And uh, and you're saying that from your uh, reading of the anonymous letter and you're looking at the various different paperwork, it's your belief that it was indeed sent by someone within the Compusters organization. I would suspect that. That's it what I was suspecting, sent, too. It was, it was certainly sent by someone who had knowledge before uh, the, the, the police started looking into it. Uh, they, they knew things that could not have been known until afterwards. I wish we had more time uh, to discuss this, but we are out of it, unfortunately, for tonight. Calls back another time. OJ, always good to hear from people within the law enforcement community to get their perspective on things here. Uh, we're out of time. It's been in here with you. And Nick. And Mark. See you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. All right. So if you happen to be on the uh, stream, it looks like we're going to do an interview with Barry Cooper. Yeah, Barry Cooper is uh, Barry Cooper is with us, calling, I presume, from Texas or California. I'm not sure where you're at, Barry. Are you there, sir? We're in Austin right now. I just left a meeting with my attorneys and Raymond Madden and several other investigators. We just uh, spent, as you may be aware, we just spent the last, oh, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes talking about Might Cop Busters. the last hour. Uh, we read the Raw Story article on the air, and uh, so our listeners have been briefed with the latest on the story, but it's my understanding that uh, there's some breaking news. So what's what's going on? Well... You know, we, we've had concerns this whole time about Fourth Amendment issues with unreasonable searches and seizures that we prove the Odessa Narcotics Unit would easily get involved with. Remember, I used to work with those guys, so I know. Mm-hmm. Now the big concern is they just posted a huge article on Odessa American that the police are going to investigate all the people who posted on their website about that article. Now, they got more posts. Yeah, they got more posts than any other story in their history on the Cop Buster story. 
And now the cops are holding the posters up to an investigation trying to figure out who sent the anonymous tip. So now we're crossing over into if you post something on the Internet, which is freedom of speech, you might be investigated by OPD. That's crazy. I mean, that's got to be an incredibly difficult process. They're going to have to pull people's IP addresses and go after the Internet service providers. I mean, how are they going to go about that, Barry? Well, here's what's sad. The Odessa Police, I mean, correction, the Odessa American, the editor in 2004 was arrested for uh, in a prostitution sting, which we all know we're not against that, but still, he since then he's been a cop informant. Oh, geez. And they're in bed with they're in bed with the police department, and they're the ones cooperating with the police. They are going to give over the posters' personal information so they can be investigated. However, there's a poll set up on their website asking, do you think this is the right thing or do you think it's fascist? So we need everybody in your crew and all the listeners to go to Odessa American website and let them know through that poll and through your post that this is unacceptable behavior. So I'm looking here on the Internet. That's Is that OAOA.com? Is that their site? I think so. If you Google uh, Odessa American, it'll pull it up. And forgive me if I'm talking real loud, but as I'm talking, I hear a lot of background noise. I don't know why. You're coming uh, through loud and clear. You sound great. But you generally talk like this anyway, Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, through that. (laughs) All right. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm, I'm here on the Odessa American website. OAOA.com is the site. And their top story right now, the most visited story, is Cop Busters Revisited. And if you click on that story, and what we might okay, do don't is... don't click on that one. That's the follow-up. Hey, from the first page, the radio needs to know how to get to that story. It's called OPD May Investigate Posting. Oh, yeah, okay, I see title. that one. OPD, yep, at OAOA.com, OPD May Investigate Postings. Scroll down a bit. There's a question there. Question, do you think the OPD should have the right to investigate the Odessa Americans' user comments on each story to investigate a crime? There are five possible choices, uh, which are yes, and posters should never be able to hide behind an anonymous screen name. Yes, if it's relevant to an investigation. No, my free speech is violated. No, this is outright fascism. And finally, if I vote, will the OPD investigate me for my opinion? So I'm going to choose this is outright fascism. Uh, so yeah, our that's sh- what we chose. Our listeners should go and uh, and cast their vote in this particular poll. Give you a little. Uh, this is crazy, Barry. I'm I'm shocked that it has uh, has gone in this direction. I can't imagine they're going to find anything. I mean, this is they're just harassing people who uh, commented negatively towards them. Isn't that what they're doing? Well, what's 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 so disheartening is the Odessa Police Department. The Odessa American newspaper, and that reporter burned me, and I can tell that story later, but he did. All those people are are focusing the attention and spending their money and resources on who wrote the letter, who wrote the letter, who wrote the letter. Mm -hmm. When what they should be focusing on is why in the world is Yolanda Madden in prison 
when the informant passed the polygraph, Yolanda passed the polygraph, the father passed the polygraph, I posted on my website the altered jail records. I posted on my website the testimony in federal court where the informant said, yes, I planted the drugs on her at the direction of the cops. How come they're not focusing on that injustice instead of what we've done? And the answer is they're fascists, and we're just going to keep fighting and, and, you know, wherever the cards fall. Barry, are you concerned about your personal safety? I mean, I know you weren't listening as we were discussing uh, the, the cop buster situation, but Mark brought up uh, you know, a good point, and that is that I mean, these cops are dirty. Uh, are, are you worried for yourself or Candy or uh, your other uh, friends there? You think they might try something? Did we lose Barry? Barry, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, remember, I trained them. So it's a little easier for me to dodge certain things. I don't expect all of America to go out and do what I'm doing. But what I do need is America getting on that Internet because cable television and those news stations are the AM channels. You know, when I was a kid, we had AM radio and then FM came along. Mm -hmm. And there was all kinds of stuff you could hear on AM radio, but none of it was worth listening to. There were a few channels on FM and everybody listened to it and pretty soon FM took over. Well, cable and all of that and even hard newspapers, that's the old AM. The Internet's the new FM. I agree. And it really is an Internet war. And my family feels safe, supported when the listeners of your show, and and a lot of them have emailed me, thank God for your show, but we get emails all the time of support. Hey, I got your back on the Internet. Hey, I'm posting. Let me tell you, when you post something on the Internet, that's like writing your own article in the newspaper. So don't think that that's not being being seen because it is. Well, these old dinosaurs, you know, the the Odessa American, I mean, that's essentially what a new, that's what you're saying here is the newspapers are the worst of the worst. I mean, they're the most out of date, old dinosaur uh, news medium out there, and they're dying off as a result of that. So, I mean, they're just holding on for dear life at this point, And, you know, they're just proving how irrelevant they really are by continually, uh, continually taking the police's side and defending the police and acting as though the police can do no wrong. And it's just a it's just a fantasy world they uh, they must live in here. You know, I'm going to do uh, Barry when we when we wrap all this up here. I'll send out an update tonight to our listeners and ask them to uh, to go and participate in this uh, because I think you know you certainly need as much support as possible. I'm going to send a, send them a link to Cop Busters because I think you're doing some amazing work. This may be your best work yet. I mean, nev- never get busted. Oh, was I'm, great. I'm very excited about this, Barry. Yeah. I, I'm really impressed. This whole idea of the Cop Busters. I sincerely hope it gets picked up someplace and uh, carried on uh, to television. I think it could change the world. How are, you, how are you doing shopping this around? I mean, is it good getting good reception? Hey, Ian. Yes, uh, this was an emergency phone call, so I know we had to work through a weird connection. I heard every fifth word you said, <laughs> so I, I don't have a clue what you were saying. Get huh. Jason Osborne to find a number that I can call where it's a clear signal. Yeah, I'm not sure. We, we might be having some technical difficulties. Um, you know what we could do is, is we could... the VoIP line? Well, you know what I'd like to do? We, you put it... Yeah, he's gone. It might be the VoIP line. I don't know what's going on there. 
so well, what, what, what number can he call? I've got, I can, I've got Jason right here on IM. He can call. This isn't live radio. It doesn't yeah, matter. This isn't live radio. Uh, so we are doing an internet bonus show here. He can call. You don't have to fill it in either because can, you can crop it out in the middle for the podcast. I, I know yeah. that there's people listening live. If you'd like me to hum for them, I will. <laughs> I'll just uh, send it over to Mine you. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the... No, I'll just send it over there. Uh, so, yeah, he can try that one. Of course, if we're having Internet troubles, that could be... Because uh, all of our lines here are VoIP lines. So could, if he calls this other number and that doesn't work... You don't then, have a landline? Yeah, we have that, but it's not hooked up to our phone system. Okay. So all of Why our, would you not hook that up to the phone system? Because we don't take calls on that line. Okay. So we're talking uh, with Barry Cooper here. We're going to try to get him uh, back on the line for, uh, I guess, a little extended interview. Did you give me the uh, number that I'm supposed to give to Jason? Is yep, I just, inter- uh, just sent you an instant message there. So we'll have Barry call us back here if we can, and we'll continue the interview. And I want to have Barry back on the show on a Saturday night so we can really get this out to a bigger audience. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, and expose as many people as as possible to what he's doing because I mean it when I say that I think this is his best project. I mean yet. it when I say I think this could change the world. Cop busters reverse stinging these guys. Look, yeah. if you're a good cop, you've got nothing to worry about, right? Right. There's nothing for you to worry about. All that the only cops that have anything to worry about are the crooked ones and the ones following crooked orders. You don't have anything to hide, do you? What's the problem? (laughs) If you're not out there breaking the law, then there shouldn't be any... No problem. You know, we don't have the Supreme Court to limit us on how we can, uh, you know, put the cops on reversing. The, the, The problem is, is... It's much more difficult to get cops convicted and, um, you know, to face any kind of judgment for their crimes. And I really I'm not looking for police officers individually to face any kind of justice. What I really want is I want to see corrupt uh, management and corrupt management styles, corrupt policies uh, turned around. Yeah, I want to see an end to the war on drugs. And I want to see people like Yolanda and other uh, nonviolent, peaceful people who are sitting rotting in prison cells. I want to see those people turned out and set free. I mean, if the cops were to just stop being bad and to, to, to make right as much as the, of the wrongs that they've committed over people's lives, that would be enough for me. Yeah, I, I, don't, you know, want vig, I don't want vigilante justice or anything. I don't need my 40 acres and a mule. Just go away. Uh, so the number here, as far as if you want to comment, uh, the amp lines are open, as they always are. Uh, the other number that you could dial if you wanted to is 603-435-1105 if you want to comment here while we await to see if Barry Cooper will return. I don't know if it was our line that was a problem or not. Oh, I just got the it's, – uh, apparently it's getting texted to him, so this is, this is a this bit is a of a, process. a jump. It's a little bureaucratic here. <laughs> yeah. I would like to say that, however, I've gotten some new pictures of Jack and put them up on Facebook, so anybody who's interested – Great, in, everyone you know, who cares about Yeah, them. well, I, I know I you don't that. care about children. Like, As far as you're concerned, the whole human race <laughs> could just die after you die. I'm glad you have a child, Mark. It's very satisfying to you. You're enjoying it, and I think that's great. No, you don't. I think it's great no, that you you're don't. satisfied. That's a platitude. It absolutely is. And you I can care you think less. I'm kidding about that? <laughs> no, I think it's great that you are having something important going on in your life that I means a lot to you. I think you're annoyed by the fact that I have a child and like it. What? How would I, why would I be annoyed about that? It's your I don't, life. I'm, I don't know why exactly. It's your I, prerogative. Cynical. I mean, that would be yes, the first thing that comes to mind. You're being cynical and no, nasty about it. I am not being it. cynical. <laughs> I'm saying that you're cynical. No, what? what? I am absolutely being serious. Mm-hmm. I'm just because 
because I'm smiling doesn't mean I'm not being serious. Yeah, I'm, no. fe- I'm smiling because People, I feel I'm here, good for you. I get you. to look into his eyes every time. I feel good for you. I think it's great. You no, wanted he a kid. You can't. You can't it's, you're not even good well, at Laura expressing things. Laura wanted a kid, you. and you got one. Yeah, out of the deal. I, you know, I, I will admit. I'd be you the like first the one kid. to admit that I, I did not want to have a child. But you However, like it. You like it now, and yep. you're glad it's a, he is around. Yes. You're glad he is there, and uh, still waiting on Barry Cooper to give us a call here. Uh, you can call, uh, call in as well if you would like, 603-435-1105. I'm being told he is making the call, and we're going to cross our fingers and hope that we have a technically proficient Internet connection here that will allow this to work. This isn't live radio. You don't have to keep talking. We can just stop, and you can edit it out later. I understand that, Mark, but uh, I've got habits, and it's good. To continue talking. You don't want somebody tuning into the internet stream and hearing dead air, do you? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, people are just tuning in out of uh, out of nowhere. Well, uh, people hearing... do tune in any old time. You never know when they're going to tune. Same thing with the, the radio. They tune in any time. You get time. that loop they on tune... there. And the loop doesn't have commercials. Isn't that correct? The loop is not running right now. But I, 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 We're yeah. running live on the internet and uh, <sighs> got a call coming in here. Barry, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you now. Very nice. Crisp and clear. No dropouts. Everything's good. Yeah, much right. better. Thanks. Okay, cool. So, so we were praising. The first thing we, yeah, the first thing we were doing is kissing your butt and saying how great you were. I was saying that, and we were both saying that this has to be your best work ever. I mean, Never Get Busted was awesome. Never Get Rated was great. But this, Cop Busters, this is amazing, and you should be congratulated. And I, I think this is uh, this is good karma, Barry. It's helping make up for all the awful things you did. In I, I went so far as to say I think that Cop Busters could change the world. Um so you, you can now acknowledge that. Get married. <laughs> well, we haven't lost um, it. Ever. <laughs> hey, and I mean this: when when I see prisoners released, then I'll feel better about myself. So yeah. Yolanda's in prison because these men that I used to work with planted drugs on her through an informant. I've proven that on my website and can continue to prove it. Nobody would listen, so for six months, Candy and I and us stayed quiet. You notice we weren't in the media, weren't making splashes. Yeah, I wondered. Because we wanted to catch these cops with their hand in the crooked cop cookie jar so we could draw the bridge and show if these men are willing to do that, then it should shine a spotlight on what they did Yolanda. But as you're pointing, as you pointed out, the news media, the old school dinosaur news media, has completely missed the point. Exactly, and he, Ian, Ian, because this is y'all, I'm just going to tell it. All right. He put the first article out, Odessa American. Mm-hmm. The article that you guys uh, read the poll from a while ago was his third one. The second article he released the day before yesterday, at which time all the lies in there, I put on the website, that reporter lies, don't trust him, I'm no longer posting here, I'll start posting on Cop Busters. Mm -hmm. He quoted me as saying all these F words regarding the investigation. Now, everybody knows I'll throw an F-bomb in a hurry. I cussed him out after the interview, and then he said, well, I don't believe you because da-da-da. And that's when I said, hey, you know, you, 
And, and I told him, I said, take this personal. F you. Because, listen, you're the hard print newspapers that America used to have to rely on as the masses' only source of information. But now people in my position, when you accuse me of all of these things, can say F you because we have the Internet now. So he printed. I'd be the first to say fuck you out of that, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) If I said those during the interview. I see, yeah. And and, and I don't mind being trashed. I'm used to being trashed. By the way, Barry, we're internet only right now. We're internet only, so this is not going on the radio. So you can say uh, fuck off to this guy if you want to, and it's no Mm -hmm. problem. Okay, very good then. So I told him, I said, hey, dude, fuck you. (laughs) There you go. You know, and I and I and I said, take it personally when I say it. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. You're a cop reporter. We used to have to rely on you guys and suck your pinkies to get you to print the right thing and because said- that's all America used to listen to. But now we don't have to worry about you guys. We've got the internet. That's right. So he printed that I said all these f words during the interview. And, and, and believe me when I say this, I'm excited right now, not because I've been attacked. I'm used to that. I've been attacked all my life. But if a newspaper will flip something around like that, then we know that newspaper is the same thing as listening to a cop, which doesn't help us get Yolanda out of prison, and it doesn't help us stop the cops doing all these illegal raids that they've been doing for 30 years. Well, obviously they don't care about helping an innocent woman get out of prison. They just care about selling newspapers, and, uh, you know, no, that's kind of sad. Well, fortunately, newspapers are going out. You know, that's New right. York Times, I think, reported they were in some kind of financial trouble. Oh, yeah, they're in the a money. free fall. Well, that's because advertisers aren't spending 300 a month to put an ad in their paper anymore. They're spending 300 a month to put it on somebody's website. That's right, and podcasts. If it wasn't for the Internet, I would have already picked my family up and left. Now, why I'm so alarmed this time is I had a huddle with my family, and I said, we can go to jail in this country for Fourth Amendment violations that the cops do, illegal searches and seizures. We know that. The family, I can live through that. We can teach never get busted, and we can fight that. But the day they start making it illegal to put information out there, I'll move my family out of this country. And I'm not ready for that move yet, but Odessa newspaper, a newspaper, that's exactly what they're doing now. They're scaring people into not posting and holding them accountable for their First Amendment rights. If that continues, Ian, then I I am moving my family out of this country. I won't quit fighting for America, but I'll fight for America from some other land. Oh, Barry, you should come up here to New Hampshire before you take that drastic of a step. we got a lot of uh, great activists coming up here. You know Sam is uh, is actually in the process of moving up here right now. He's over at Jason Osborne's house tonight. Sam, Speaking of which, this this, uh, extended podcast is brought to you by fucking Sakel CAI. Fucking right. They they fucking collect with respect. (laughs) 
So he asked me to. Hey, do Barry, it. when are we going to see you? About Sam and uh, Jason. Yeah, those two men. We couldn't have done this Copbuster Sting without them. I don't know if you saw the video. Yep, sure did. Uh, Jason's in there. Uh, we didn't get Sam in the video because he's the one filming all of this stuff. Yep. So big shout out to uh, Sam and Jason in New Hampshire, so, and uh, and big shout out to Free Talk Live. <laughs> you guys, how many stations you got now? We're up 40, to forty-eight. Forty-eight, but we can't announce the last three, do you? That's the new America, bro. Good yeah. job. Well, hey, Barry, it's always great having you out there, having you on the show, uh, and you're doing some amazing work. Can I ask you just a couple questions? I mean, about uh, what, what do you, what do you uh, well, want? I, I, I want to get it. First off, Barry, we'd like to do another interview with you. This isn't a real interview. This is just us talking about and get, getting a little stuff out. We'd like to do a real interview with you, with you about the, uh, the, the reverse sting and stuff on a Saturday night when we have like all 48 stations on, um, and there's a half a million people listening. Um, can you do that? Schedule it this Saturday if you've got the room, and I'll be there because yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want to do it that soon, I mean, it's up to you, Barry. Whenever you think would be best, if if sooner's better or later's better, when yeah. you when you, you get some big you news, have, you have the podium anytime you want it, Barry. Yeah. However, I need to have I'd like to have it on a Saturday. I'd like to have it as soon as possible. Hey, good idea, Mark, and I'll 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 make that happen. And I would like to do it this Saturday for okay, real. Great. Yeah, well, we'll do that. We'll talk okay, that's about done. That later. Okay. Did you say you had some questions, Ian? I'll probably ask them again on Saturday. But since I've got you here, and our, we still have some listeners right now, uh, it's the exclusive. Uh, the rumors are are spreading already about what might be coming up for episode two of Cop Busters. I know you guys are talking about it. I was talking with Jason today about maybe doing. Uh, he was mentioning maybe uh, getting a black guy, putting him in a car, and uh, putting him in a white neighborhood. Neighborhood and having them drive around, uh, and I thought that's a great idea. But I was wondering what you know. What are you guys tossing around behind the scenes? Can you tell us anything? I can tell you this: we are tossing something around behind the scenes. Uh, it doesn't have to do with a black guy rolling around in the neighborhood, although that's a sting coming. But by the end of February, uh, cop busters will have another cop. Uh, I'm sure Sam will be there filming it, and I know for sure Jason will be uh, monitoring all that with the uh, the hidden cameras. So by the end of February, I will say that another attempt will will be made to bust a cop, and I'm 99% sure we'll get it done because this one's a little easier than the last one. It won't take as much time. Nice. All right, well, we're looking forward to breaking the news here on Free Talk Live, and we'll get an, uh, get an interview scheduled with you for Saturday night. Uh, probably start yeah, start the show out with you at 7 o'clock Eastern time, so uh, we'll take care of all that off the air. Uh, anything else you want to cover while you're on, Barry? No, no, man. I appreciate you guys getting me on last minute like that to uh, flood uh, Odessa Americans' website and vote on that poll and comment and tell them how crazy it is. I appreciate uh, you being that com- making people afraid of posting on the internet. We've got problems. I yep. appreciate you being that compelling of a uh, interview that we need to, you know, get you on like that, Barry. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. We'll talk again uh, this Saturday, my friend, and I thank you for the call tonight. Okay, and they're hollering for me, and you guys take care. Thanks. Bye. Good night, dudes. Uh, tell him, tell Candy I'm I said hi. Here. Okay, man. We'll do <laughs> All right, bye. I'm <laughs>
Yeah. Barry Cooper, NeverGetBusted.com, CopBusters with a K, CopBusters.com. That's an extended edition of Free Talk Live brought to you by SACL CAI and the AMP program. Get signed up to help AMP the show, help us get this show and Barry and everybody else that we're connected with on the air in as many markets as we possibly can around the country. AMP.FreeTalkLive.com. You can help make that happen. Well, I'd like to plug, uh, take this opportunity just because we have a, a, a second to, to plug stuff. I'd like to plug the CD Evolution Fund. Yeah, that's a good idea. CDEvolution.org. And there, it's, it's, a, it's essentially a fund that we're, you know, we're still kind of fleshing out what it's going to be exactly, but we, we're taking money in from people to donate to activists, uh, mostly civil disobedience sorts is what uh, we're focusing on right now. But you can kind of uh, decide how it's going to be allotted and those kind of things. And I'd encourage you, if you can't do civil disobedience but think that civil disobedience works, go to cdevolution.org and uh, get involved there. Uh, because is Barry doing civil one, disobedience? I think he is. I think so. That's pretty disobedient stuff, like going up against the cops. Now, you can stipulate inside um, New Hampshire. You can stipulate nationwide. You can mm-hmm. stipulate whatever. We're trying to see how this fund is going to organize itself. And, and to some extent, it's, you know, people are voting with their dollars. Yeah, it's about what you want. Right. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm helping to steer this. Um, and I'm very interested in it, in the fund, and I'm helping to, to steer it. So, please, uh it's one thing to say that civil disobedience works. It's another thing to drop a few bucks in for somebody else who uh, is doing some civil disobedience when you can't. All right, so that's it for tonight. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. If you're on the updates list, I'll be sending out a link here shortly to the uh, the OA online, the newspaper that Barry was talking about there, and giving them that link so you can go vote in that poll and leave them a, a nasty comment if you like. If you've got the courage, because the cops are going to might possibly investigate it, though the, the paper is claiming that uh, they will not be handing over the identities of the web posters. However, who knows if the cops put on pressure, who knows what they'll do? Well, he, um, he's he's more mad at one particular reporter who, you know, yeah. if you rub the guy the wrong way, he's could very well use the uh, power of his pen to go after you. No doubt. All right. We're I done for it. tonight. See you tomorrow online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.